Okay. okay. Well, welcome everybody. We are live on my end, and I know we've been live in the other chat. So, welcome everybody to the Group Up Podcast. We're here for another great episode. It is the Great Role Debate, and I've got a juicy, spicy lineup for you guys. This should be fantastic. So, let's get right into it. We're going to discuss the strength of all three roles in Overwatch, balance concerns, the competitive matchmaking, and here with me are three stellar, perhaps undefeatable representatives for each role. So, in the bottom right of your screen, ML Seven. Meow. Meow, no. And if you see, meow if you notice, a, if you notice a delay in ML's audio and video, is because technically, currently, right now, ML's audio is so scuffed that we're in an Overwatch voice lobby with him while his Discord screen shares his his camera with us. So we're in like three de three layers deep of communication right now. So apologies. I'm sub to ML. So we, we have to go deeper. We have to go deeper. Inception. Okay. On that lovely note, the resident uh, expert on that, Boger, in the bottom left. Hi, it's me, the guy who keeps losing ML7's games. What's up? What's you up, guys? <laughs> you know him, you love him. And to round us off for his debut on the Group Up podcast is my I man Kabaji in the top the left. Front. Okay, good. No, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not out here to troll you, bro. I'm not out here to troll you. Don't worry. He's looking very cozy, Kabaji. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing fine. I'm doing. I'm doing great. How are you doing? Did I'm you fantastic. Did you like play any games today? Because you seem no, like very happy. Ah, no, I didn't, and that's why. That's a, there's a clear <laughs> yeah, correlation there. That's what, I was, that's, what I was, that's what I was thinking, yeah. I'll play afterwards, and yeah, two hours later, you'll find me very miserable. But for now, I'm chipper, because I get to talk to you guys. So, let's get right to it. Kabaji, of course, actually, partly the brainchild of this this podcast. He was like, SAB, I want to talk about balance, man. Shit is whack. Let's go. And I was like, all right, Kabaji, what, let's go. What Do you guys want to talk about Kiriko, like, to begin with, right? We'll talk about Kiriko. We'll talk about all of it. Uh, to start with, what I'd really like to do on this podcast, just to get a, a brief idea where each participant stands so what i'm going to ask all you guys to do is just give me a brief summary of how you think your role is currently faring like how would you summarize your role in overwatch 2 as things stand i'm going to take it to ml first because perhaps support has gotten a lot of scrutiny recently ml as the least fun the least rewarding role is that a sentiment you agree with yes or no i have one word for this support is wait th those are multiple words one word can we rewind okay so powerless Powerless. I feel powerless whenever I play support. Yes, and I'm not well, the only one. Well, I, I'm. I think you and I, I've been playing a lot of support, and I've been finding it the same. But I think hearing you say it is actually really is great to hear because I think everyone else would be like, "Well, I, I guess I'm just bad." But when the rank one support is like, nope. "Yeah, I feel powerless," I think nope, uh, nope, I think it, we take that like seriously. That. Okay, well, that's a great start, and I definitely want to come to that. I'm going to quickly touch base, though. Boger, you were complaining off-stream just now. How do you feel about your role? I mean, Winston is, is I spe think special. I think tank is broken if you play the right tanks. But, it's, like, if you if you if if the enemy team doesn't want you to play the game, you will not play the game if you try to play, like, Winston or something like that. And I also think it's really bad to be a one-trick on uh, tank nowadays. If they manage to counter your pick, you're going to lose the game. Like... Nobody's going to try to counter supports or DPS that often. They will try, but if they manage to counter the tank and he can't do anything, like, that's it. GG's. Just, just quit the game. Yeah, it's good night. Like, that's yeah, that's, ahead, that's what I'm struggling with. Yeah. I want to hop in for like one second. Tank is broken if you're not Bogart. Yeah, real, real, <laughs> real. <laughs> True. If you don't play Winston, it's pretty broken. Uh, yeah. True yeah. based. Kabaji, how do you feel about both of those statements, but also the DPS role? I, I definitely agree with those. I think especially um, like tank at the moment, if you play tank right 
and the right like champions, you have an immense amount of impact. Like um, what I've noticed is, especially like in lower SRs, and we get to that like later on about the ranking system is when your tank is not capitalizing on certain picks that you do as DPS or like on certain like picks that you do as support whatnot, and he doesn't capitalize on top of it and just like backs off or stands, that pick it feels like it, it was completely negated. Like it, it it feels like it wasn't even there. So you lose fights that you should actually normally win, and you know like push into. And I know like uh, the the higher you get in SR and the, the like higher you are, um, the more people are capitalized obviously on the mistakes of the enemies. But at the moment, because um, the ranking system is very odd from my perspective. Even it doesn't matter what role you play. When you're in the like lower SR brackets, like when you are on diamond to master two, you get an extreme uneven uh, ranking of players. And mm -hmm. most of the time, these players can't even do anything about it. Like it's not their fault, and they get put into games where there's people who like has been seasons upon seasons like grandmaster, and then you get someone who's like the first time ever, maybe even playing ranked. Who knows? Because you can't even see it. Um, and yeah, it makes the games very, like, odd, even more so than it was in Overwatch 1. You're speaking some truths to me right now, Kabaji. I promise I didn't pay you guys to say exactly what I wanted to hear, but ML saying support is powerless and Kabaji being like, yeah, up to, like, Master 2, the shit is just, like, it's wild. But that's been what it's like it for me as well. It's actually insane in, in, if you play the right heroes too. Like, Sojourn, for agree. example. You have an insane you, amount of impact as Sojourn. Uh, if you're a go to Sojourn, that's it. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, Sojourn is, is very good. Sojourn Gaming. Sojourn Gaming. Gaming indeed. All all points that we're going to touch on. I'm glad you addressed them, Kaji. We're going to talk about the matchmaking system. We're going to talk about Sojourn. Uh, we're going to talk about all of this right now. But first, let's get roll by roll. And I think the perhaps the most noteworthy there was ML saying support feels powerless. So let's let's turn our attention collectively to support. ML, please elaborate. Why do you think support feels powerless? <sighs> Where should I start from? <laughs> hmm. So the reason why I feel support feels powerless is mainly because of the fact that even if you play perfectly, you will still lose the fights. So even if you go to get some kills, then people in the back are going to die. If you use your cooldowns aggressively, people in the back are going to die. If you save your cooldowns, then your teammates are somehow going to die because you don't use your cooldowns. The main issue with supports right now, I feel with them being with playing support right now, is the fact that everybody has such low cooldowns that do roughly the same thing as supports or more. So for example, uh, let's say if I want to play Ana and I throw the nade in and I land a big nade, then sure, we can follow up on that. But if I miss, it is the most punishable scenario that it can ever be in. If you're playing Winston and you miss the jump, yeah, you're tanky, you can have a bubble, fine. You can get some healing stuff, but you have jump back up in what, six seconds? So I think that guy now supports feel powerless, number one, because of the fact that you have to have flawless decision-making to have not more impact than DPSs on tanks, but mostly the same or lower, or um, you're just going to die. That's it. And we've seen it in Overwatch League in playoffs as well. Like, you, you've seen Kikikos going in off-angle, right? Landing a big headshot, and then somebody dies in the back if you play with that style. <laughs> We're getting coffee ASMR from Kabaji. <laughs> Kabaji with the coffee ASMR right now, just like sipping his tea, interested in what ML is saying. No, I, I mean... Secondly, 
Yes, go ahead. <clears throat> I have a gant. I have a gant. Okay, so keep going. Keep first going. First of all, with the cooldowns, it's super hard because if you want to be proactive, then your team is gonna die. It's your fault. If you're passive, it's your fault because your team can't carry. Uh, secondly, survival options. I feel like right now, DPSs and tanks are super focused on getting picks, and supports that don't have mobility to survive are just having a super rough time. For example, touching on this, if Mercy ever sneaks up in the meta in the future. I think that every DPS and tank player will absolutely rage. This is going to be the- 100%. 100%. What the fish? Like, their mobility is so strong. It's crazy. Right now, I feel like it's it's a slowly but surely a mobility creep in the game. And supports that have, like, huge mobility will always be played a bit more. But TLDR, if you just heal, even if you do damage, even if you use the right abilities, the room for error is minimal. Like, you cannot do a, a, a bad boop with Lucio. Otherwise, Winston jumps in, you're dead. Uh, Reaper TPs in, you're dead. You don't have room for mistakes, I feel like, as a support right now. And this is why the goal feels miserable to play at times and powerless. Because, yeah, okay, tanks can go in, DPS can go in, fine. But as a support, sometimes I feel like, dude, I do... I'm not playing perfectly, obviously. You, in, in any scenario, I'm not talking that. I'm the Giga Chat and I'm playing perfectly. I'm just talking from everybody's experience. It feels like if you play DPS or tank, you do have more impact on games than if you play support. Yeah, I mean, I'll quickly chime in here as someone who's been playing a lot of support to start with in Overwatch 2. It felt exactly like you said, just miserable, especially certain heroes like Ana, who I wanted to play a lot of, Zen as well. It felt like literally one mistake and you would die. Or if it was Ana, it's like, if you miss one of your two cooldowns, if you waste them, there's a really high likelihood that fight is over. And it's, I think what we're seeing right now is perhaps the highest discrepancy of forgiving characters versus unforgiving characters. I feel like there's some really forgiving characters, and Tank has a lot of them, I think, versus characters who are like, and I think part, part of the frustration with Sojourn as well, and we'll get to this, is that people, because sometimes people come into my channel and like, why are you mad about this Sojourn one-shot SV? Isn't it like a Widowmaker one-shot? I was like, no, because Widowmaker doesn't fly around the fucking map with this hyper giga mobility and also have a slow and also have like regular poke damage and also have an ultimate that then provides that one shot all the time. So it's like there's that the same character but doing like has a mo lot more options and it started to feel that way where with support it just it feels like I have no options. Like I, I either do this perfectly and then we can go somewhere. Maybe we might we might play my heart and still lose the fight. Maybe. maybe, maybe that's the big word. Maybe it's not definitely I'll win. Like you know what I mean with Genji, and I'll I'll go and kill everybody, and that's it. With support, it's like I land a big nade, and maybe we can get a kill or two. You know, especially because they nerfed cool, the cooldowns as well. Cool. Like they nerfed both cool. the sleep dart length, the uh, nade length, which means that the window of impact. Again, I think something that I've been trying to talk about a lot with Ana players is like you can't necessarily nade at the start of the fight anymore because it'll just wear off. Like, it used to be that you could literally throw a nade to start a fight on a tank because it's like, oh, they're purple, get them. You have lots of time to kill them. But if you do that now, like, by the time the purple... The first thing, the tanks are beefier. But by the time the purple wears out, they've barely gone under their armor health. So it's like, they're just fine. So, like, even more so than ever, it's hard to, t to time it, I feel. But maybe there's some dissenting voices in this call. So I'm going to take it first to Kabaji. Boger's going to be very patient. He's being a very good boy with his plushie. Kabaji, okay. uh, how is support feel? Like as, as DPS, when you don't play the like main DPSs, right? Mm -hmm. uh, some of the DPSs like obviously have an insane amount of pick potential. Like for example, Sojourn. Like you shoot a shield, and then after like even like the aim on Sojourn in itself is very easy from long range when it comes to the projectiles to get your charge up, right? 
and you literally lose out almost on nothing not getting a right click headshot like you don't get punished for it at all because it, it doesn't really matter you'll get it up anyways again you know so like compared to tracer in that manner because i, I played like so much race i played like trace since all the seasons like before even into goats um it feels like you need to play even more aggressive because the pick potential is so high from the enemy team because they're not playing the wrong heroes that if you don't play aggressive enough you get punished for it but then playing more aggressive is also like in return like you know more risky so like it's like you need to take much higher risks to be able to make up for the difference in the hero that they're, that they're playing and that you're playing so it's much easier just to play the like you know heroes that are much stronger at least from a dps's perspective Mm -hmm. And how do you feel as a DPS player of the strength of support? So you feel like compared to Watch 1, for example, do you feel like they're easier to kill, harder to kill? Do you feel like you're more like, do you feel the presence of enemy supports more, your supports more, or do you feel them less? I think um, the like supports have it really hard at the moment, the, the way I see it, because there's just too much in a way going on, even though you have one less person. It's just too much going on. And like, for example, when you play on NA on EU, okay, like back in the day when I used to play on NA EU, it was completely different kind of like gameplay style than like when you were playing on Korea. In NA and EU, it was more about like who is gonna get picks. On in Korea, it was like who's not gonna get picked, who is gonna make less mistakes. So the less mistakes like you know your team did, the more you were winning. Because Korea didn't play in ranked in a way that like we're gonna go in, we need we need picks, we need picks. I'm gonna flank, I'm gonna do this. They're more like I'm gonna put it, put it like I'm gonna put myself in the best position possible. I'm gonna not make a single mistake in my movement. I'm not gonna make a single mistake in that. Like they like play it very like you know methodically, right? But even NA is just like monitor off, throw your mouse out of the window and just get them <laughs> get in. And that kind of playstyle at the moment is getting more rewarded than the playstyle like before, where like you would rather not make any mistakes and get rewarded for it rather than play as risky as possible so you get rewarded. And you know, make up for the difference of what's happening in between the team fights. It's a very interesting assessment, uh, and I wonder if that's something you agree with, Boger. Do you feel like that's what's going on, and particularly with regards to can support? I can I can I open for like a, a second? Okay, uh, I agree with Kabaji on this, and I think that if uh, we'd play support in Korean servers, I think that would actually probably have uh, way more. Uh, <laughs> pop-off potential because i do agree with like waiting for mistakes to happen and right now with the support passive if you wait and you wait and you wait and then you strike then that's like the right way to play support right now i feel like but in usual games and not in like top 500 games then you're gonna have a very hard time of these things actually happening because have you ever had those games in which your winston doesn't want to just go win when he has like a clear opportunity i'm not totally looking at somebody but have you ever had those games in which that happens you, you can't do that they have to do that you know and i feel like these stalemates <laughs> i can't focus on Boger. Boger, you talk you talk i'm done <laughs> what's yeah, up guys it's me uh, okay what was your question is for me uh, so kabaji's like... talking about uh, perhaps he's feeling like a shift in pl in playstyle where previously Korea was more like let's not make mistakes EUNA was like let's int our brains out and get picks and he feels mm -hmm. like that playstyle is now more dominant and ML is talking about the fact that he just feels like support is incredibly punishing to the point where we have to play almost perfect just to get equal value to the other roles so either of those points I'm, I'm <laughs> down for you to vibe with I think that support is a horrible role I think the DPS is horrible 90% of the time unless you play Soldiering, Sombra, or um, Reaper. I think almost every other DPS character is super hard to get value on. Like, if 
like obviously no offense to Kabaji or anything, but if you have a tracer and they have like full meta with soldier and reaper, like you're just gonna have a hard time. It's true though. And I feel like on tank, it is an ever-ending battle of who's gonna counter who. Okay, they're playing Diva. I'm going Zarya. I'm going Winston. I'm going Winston. I'm going uh, Hawk. I'm going uh, Lisa. I'm going this. I'm doing that. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And it's like never-ending rock, paper, scissors with tanks. And it's just like, when are you gonna force the other tank to pick something he can't play and just lose the game? In which case, it's like the second pick for me. But anyways, what I'm trying to get at... I agree with ML, support is super hard to get value on. I genuinely, I've dueled with a lot of support players. I don't know what you're even supposed to do on support to get value. Unless you get a kill on Kiriko just randomly on someone, you're going to maybe win the fight. Even then you might not, not win not the fight. Then. Not even not then. Even, not then even then you're going to win you, the fight. You go for a kill and then somebody dies in the back. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I want you to quickly what? elaborate, Mel, because we weren't we were going to talk about Kiriko more lengthily, but I think it's the there's more pressing concerns. But people, some people like Kiriko broken, Kiriko busted. You feel like that still doesn't change how you feel, Mel? No, it doesn't. I think that Kiriko is just kind of new guy now, and yes, she has like some clear strengths. But on paper, if you have a hero that has a cooldown that lasts for seven seconds and a cooldown that's what fifteen seconds, then in theory you can punish that. But right now, it's very hard to keep track of what's happening because it's a new hero added to the game in a new game, in a 5 versus 5 scenario, or new maps with new passes, with tanks being reworked. And I feel like it's a bit overwhelming of keeping track of what's happening. This being said, though, I do think that she is really good at countering other heroes and she might be played a lot because right now, as I said earlier, the mobility creep is slowly but surely getting closer to supports. And I feel like playing Lucio, Kiriko, even Moira sometimes is better than playing heroes that don't have mobility, like Zenyatta or Ghana. So even though she might not be optimal just because of that get out of jail free card, she might be played and be super strong in the future as well. Boger. I want to interject. I want to say that Kiriko is really, really strong for the support role, but that means she's really bad. In the sense that Soldier is just so much better, and Zarya is so much better. Like, no matter how good your Kiriko is, if their Zarya is uh, on, like, uh, KSA or something, you just lose the game, you know? That's it. What do you uh, mean? If, you have to land if, seven headshots and he dies? Yeah, real, real. And if like, Kragi, really? if it's the enemy team has Kragi on Soldier, on soldier and he says oh this ends now and then goes ding 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 and like what are you gonna do what are you gonna do you, what can't do you, mean do you have to two tap headshot her go to susan <laughs> yeah, 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 out yeah. off angle before she wilts like duh. to be honest yeah. I, I i tell my team to run it down every time i hear surgeon ult like one of us needs to sacrifice themselves yeah like, yeah, yeah. 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 get down the grenade i mean that in overwatch league the, the winston just saves the primal and just goes on uh, on the soldier when he uh mm. when they use uh ult but then I do it in ranked, and then everyone turns around, and then I get dinged three times, and I die from Sojourn, because that thing does, like, 300 damage. Like, ding, 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 I'm dead. Okay, have fun. Goodbye. But, anyways, what I'm trying to say is, Kiriko is OP for the support role, because she's really good. But compared to every other role, she's dog shit. <laughs> I want to yeah, it makes sense. I want to quickly get something here, though, because we, we're, we're quite negative. We're quite complaining. How much fun do you think you're having in Overwatch 2 games compared to Overwatch 1? Like, I just want to get that established. So quickly, like, uh, on a scale of, like, 1, you really, really preferred Overwatch 1. 10 is you really, really prefer Overwatch 2. ML. I prefer Overwatch 2, although I have less of an impact, because I hope that in the future the support role will change and they will understand uh, what, this, what support what a support has to do in the same way that they understood what a tank has to do on some tanks. 
So five versus five, well, a lot of copiums in chat, but five versus five has more individual pop-off potential. And I feel like it's also easier to turn around fights. Meanwhile, in five versus six, I don't know, it, I felt like in, in six versus six, I mean, sometimes it was fun and stuff, but I guess, you know what? It's the novelty of five versus five for me. It is the novelty of five versus five for me because it's a new game and I'm personally having more fun as supporting Overwatch 2, although I feel like my impact is lower by at least 25 to 50%. Statistics, I like it. Bogart. But I'm intrigued. I am intrigued of the future. You know, this is how I'm like, am I playing it bad? Are we all playing it bad? What's going to happen? You think there's potential for more, even more support impact, basically, in the future? Yes. Yes, because I feel like they completely don't wall the supports with feedback and stuff. And I, I think that for them, supports is more like, you know what? So we have DPS taken care of, tank taken care of, and supports. Yeah, whatever. It's like <laughs> a big spider web in the support section for Blizzard. An afterthought. Exactly, an afterthought. Like with tanks, they completely nailed on some tanks, though. I'll be honest with you, but some tanks feel, feel bad to play, right? But they kind of like got some numbers, right, I guess, with what a tank should do. But I do agree with Bogart. I don't know about like that, like the context swapping stuff, because it does feel it's, like that. It, it's like rock paper scissors. You know, you go that, I go that. You go that, I go that. Bam, 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 bam. I hate it so much. I hate the counter swapping thing. I I don't mind counter swapping once or twice, but it's like the entire game. Like it's like they start off on Hog. I go on Winston. They start off Hog. I go Risa. They go Zarya. I go Winston. They go I Diva. Did... I go Zarya. <laughs> I don't want to be a, a gloating little bitch. But I, I, I feel like I was one of the few people who was like, when they entered the 30% pass, I was like, this is a shit idea. Because what are you trying? Are you trying to create a game where people swap every 30 seconds? Because that's what you're doing. You're allowing people to keep 30% ult charge. And I feel like... No, clueless. This is fucking terrible. This is fucking terrible. Like, you, I don't want to switch. I, oh, is it, is it literally... Yeah, like Boger said, it's like, oh, I start Winston, they go Diva, then I have to go Zarya, then they go Winston again. Or, you know, it's just fucking stupid. Like, just play the fucking game. I thought the idea was supposed to be... You pick your hero and you're the best, like you play the best on your hero and you win because you played better than the other guy, not like I keep picking until I find the thing the guy doesn't fight. I feel but, like that's, uh, in, yeah. in terms of like from a DPS's like standpoint, uh, I feel like that's been like normal, like for most DPS's. Uh, yeah. Since, you know, watch one, like from, yeah. from, from my role, uh, like if it's you true, see yeah. enemy Widow and she's popping off and like they're defending her really well and you're playing Tracer and you can't really get in the back line because it's a map, I don't know, like Rialto. Like something that like has a lot of high ground, you can't really get up there, you don't have the hero pool for it, so you gotta go Widow yourself. And then she goes Widow, she gets out Widow, then she goes Genji, and then you have to go something else. And then you, you like, like, it was like, in a way, always like in a way like that. And then mm -hmm. in the end, you just say, you know what? I'm so tired of this, so I, you go Sojourn. And <laughs> or somewhere. the ultimate one. But I don't wanna be like, I, I've spent the last few years constantly trash talking Overwatch. So I don't want to be the negative Nancy again. So I do want to say that Overwatch 2 is way better gameplay-wise. Like, no matter the amount of complaining I do, it's mostly boils down to me just spending uh, the last three days playing 30 hours of Overwatch and just getting really angry. And um, I do think the game is better. I do think the tank is uh, way more enjoyable. I do think DPS, if they just nerf the OP heroes, is going to be great. God bless. Uh, it's gonna be more fun. The game just feels better. It just feels more fresh. There's new changes. Uh, I don't know what people think about push. I like push more than 2CP. I'm sorry. I just. Like but what it about more. supports I... in Overwatch 2? 
Support? I don't play support. I always thought support is ah, a so boring ass care. role. I don't He's care about it. Listen, 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 listen to me. Listen to me. In Overwatch 1, support was dominating every single game, okay? Briggs and no, Briggs and Briggs and Briggs and Briggs. Okay, off tank. Oh, I'm not an off tank player, okay? Not my problem okay, again. So, so I blame the support. It's you then, okay? I, I, I don't blame. So the second, yeah. Outside of all tank, Briggs and Briggs and Bobs and Briggs and Briggs and you know it, it wasn't fun. So Sigma actually, so Bob. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 double shield. But listen, listen, double shield wore it because the Bobs and characters and the Briggs and characters. Okay, I'm gonna be honest. But Bobs and worked because of two shields. Okay, listen, both tanks and supports are shit. DPS is the best. God bless. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say, on that, let's turn go. on the Kabaji. Kabaji, firstly, how much are you preferring Overwatch 2 to Overwatch 1? And then do you agree with that sentiment with that the other in, two have just in put In terms of uh, the gameplay and uh, how like, everything is structured, I definitely like think Overwatch 2 is a big improvement. In terms of other things, like, like for example, the, the placement system, the, the 7 wins, 20 loss thing, I think, uh, in my opinion, that is that is a very drastical, like, negative thing for, from my perspective. Because I feel like even if I win, I don't get the juice. You know, I don't get the like dopamine rush when I win. I, I feel like nothing is going up. I feel like I ah, another win in the seven placements. And when I when I first started, I thought that was only for the beginning of the games, right? But it was for everything. So I think that needs to be really changed in a way. And another thing is like the icons. Um, you don't you don't know like what SR everybody is, and it's not about like flaming them, but it's more about like seeing you know what we can give feedback that the games have been very uneven. I see that like someone is silver in a in a GM game, for example, I wouldn't even know because everybody has private profiles automatically enabled when they have you know started a new account. It's always automatically enabled, so it's not even like that you have to enable it. It's automatically enabled, and I'm completely fine with like people like hiding their profiles. But I would like to see what kind of MMR, what kind of SR, not even the SR MMR stands anymore, right? Like usually it, it would say this SR to this SR, you know, like that, that's also not there anymore. So not knowing makes it very odd and less juicy, if that makes sense. Hey guys, SCB here. Just going to quickly interrupt this episode of the Group Up podcast to say that if you're enjoying this content, then please do consider signing up for my Patreon to support me directly. It's really amazing because it allows me to keep making content like this carefree, regardless of how many views Overwatch does or doesn't get. I know no one likes sellout ads, but chances are if you've listened till this far in, then you're at least somewhat enjoying the content. So please do consider at least leaving a like, a subscribe, and a comment underneath the video on YouTube. It really does help. But that's it for me. Now back to the discussion. I think that gameplay-wise, the game is really good. I think the rank system is terrible. I think the icons are terrible as well. Like both things need to get wor uh, worked on. You can't even see what number a person is. You know, like uh, the GM1, GM2 is so small. I don't know, it's such a weird change. That makes no sense to me. And the rank system doesn't feel satisfying at all. Like it doesn't feel satisfying. Uh, it doesn't feel like that. Uh, whenever you're high rank, like top 500, because it constantly changes after every game. But before that, you don't know where you are, you don't know what's happening. And also, something I really dislike is that when you're top 500, your icon should show up in-game. Because if I'm rank 1, I want to show everyone how big and strong I am. You know, like, I want to be like, I'm rank 1. It added so much hype to get into a game and see the enemy team is like rank 2, rank 1, rank 5, rank 10. Or like you see someone on your team is like rank 2 and you're like, okay, we need to try hard. It's okay, it's rank 1 game, okay? This is it, baby. But you can't do that anymore. You don't know who's what. You, you can't see it. I don't care about not seeing 
everyone's rank, if they're GM masters or whatever, I don't care. You know, solve toxicity if you want to. That doesn't matter. I don't think it applies for top 500 players because top 500 players want their rank to be shown. Okay, well, we we, bre we broached this subject, so let's let's go all in on this rank, the new rank system. Uh, pre you know, compared to previously, where you would see your win loss go up every single time, 25 SR up or down. You see your rank, you can potentially see the exact number of everyone else. We now have a system where you must get either seven wins or 20 losses, whichever comes first, just to see your rank update. And in the between of that, you can't see necessarily like on the screen. You can't see if you've gotten four wins. You don't know how many losses there are unless you were keeping track. When you're in game, you can't see anyone's rank show up anywhere. Ostensibly, this was a anti-toxicity measure or perhaps a, a way to allow people to solve comp anxiety. But I can see already all three of you are not happy. ML, uh, when they told us about this in the Critter Summit, I know you and I had a discussion about this. You weren't very happy. Uh, are you still unhappy? And if so, like, what do you want? What do you want done about the new rank system? Of course, I'm unhappy. I'm playing support. Um, <laughs> or maybe I'm happy. Just, just, de just <laughs> de default unhappy. I feel, I feel like right now, if you go 50-50, it feels worse than before. Because when you lose, you know that you might drop, but when you win, you don't know how much you win. As uh, Bogren Kabaji said earlier, it's very odd to actually, you don't have a clear indi indicator if you're actually winning or not, you know? Like if that win matters like uh, for the past uh, two losses or stuff like that. I want visuals to appear. I've said it before, I've told Blizzard as well, we need icons in-game because it creates hype. I agree with Boger. Like, I've had like some games in which we had, what, rank one, two, three, four, and five in the same game. That was super hype. That and I do think... Sorry, yeah. You go on, go on, go on, go on. Like, it's good for content seeing that also. It is. Like, it is yeah, extremely yeah, good for great. content seeing that. It's good like, for hype. Like I remember, like seeing like these rank, like rank one, rank two, rank three, rank five games, and you just want to like see, okay, well, like how are they gonna play? Because they play a little different. Because everybody's like on their main heroes, a little bit more skilled than other, you know, like top final players, and then like they like it's just so much like more different now. It's like, oh, I got my seven wins. Uh, I went seven one. I go up one rank. I go seven three. I go up two. I go down two ranks. I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Like, huh? What's happening? What's happening? Well, this is another thing. There's a lot of murkiness to it because I saw uh, Tesla Sciences. He's doing a bronze to GM on Mora, and he posted like his win rate stats. And he got he was saying that he was like he thinks it's to do with performance because he jumped up two ranks at a forty percent win rate, and he had like other ranks where he got like a hundred percent win rate, and he would just stay like a rank or something. So if he says that he thinks it's performance based. If that would be the case, though, like we had that uh, in one of the seasons, couple like. It was like season yeah, beginning. Eight on, yeah, beginning, right? Like somewhere, like we had yeah. um, skill-based, like SR rating up, like upgrades, right? So yeah. even if you would lose, if you were playing your character in the right way, but the stats on how to play your characters the right way were complete bogus. Like for example, for Trace, it was melee deaths, like melee kills. Like if you would finish someone with melee kills, you would get more SR. And I found that out later on. If like, it, like if if that's the, if that's the case. And the metrics are that way, then the system could be very easily abused if people find out what exactly gives you more SR and what exactly doesn't. Because you would just like sit in the back and just do exactly that what gives you the most SR or loses you the least SR and not even care about like that much about winning or losing. 
So I'm, I've just DM'd it to you guys in the group chat. I'm going to pull it up on screen right now for, for people viewing. So you can see these are, the, these are the stats that Tesla has provided. So shout out to Tesla Sciences, uh, great content creator. So you can see here from Master 4, uh, they get 100% win rate, they go up to Master 3, and then at Master 3, they have a 41% win rate and go up to Grandmaster 5. So Maybe I think the, the games in which, the games that they won battled more than the games that they lost. Well, well, that's odd, though, and I think one of the frustrations people have is the is the murkiness. Is like, well, what what is happening? Like, I don't know what what's happening. If right? you don't understand how it's working, SVB, then you you cannot comment on if it's working good or not. <laughs> if yeah. you don't have all of the all of the system in front of you, this is how you this is how you measure this. This is how you measure that, and you don't have it in front of you, then all you can do is just speculate, which we're doing right now. I think the biggest issue is that like they just hide all the information. They don't show us anything, which is obviously normal in ranked systems. But they've made it like made us absolutely blind. So a lot of speculations and myths are very easy to spread, and it's very it's easy to theory. believe them. It is very because, for example, at the beginning there was a you have some experience theory. with TikTok. Me? Yes. <laughs> yeah, you. See <laughs> <laughs> of misinformation. Poker. Anyways. Um, what I was going to say is that there was a conspiracy theory that you cannot, uh, once you go on a winning streak, then you have to go on a losing streak. Because a lot of people like started winning games and then they started losing games immediately. I don't think it's true. I think it's just like people make, uh, it happens because they start climbing and then they climb uh, higher than uh, their normal SR. So the games become tougher and they start losing. I don't think it's true. But it's easy to believe these things because we're kept in the dark. You know, everyone believes anything at this point. So you can share I anything, you can say anything. Yeah, it's because we duel together and we keep losing games. Okay, anyways. But anyways, <laughs> the anyways, because of the lack of information we have, it's really, really, really easy to spread misinformation about how the ranking system works. And nobody knows anything. Nobody knows how it works. Nobody knows what's true or not. Yeah, and again, Blizzard like said, does. Blizzard Clueless. does. And, and, and like Surely. you said, like, hopefully. What do you guys think about the cheaters at the moment? Like, do you guys think there's more or less? I feel like really I less don't know. Okay, I'll be honest about cheaters. Completely honest. I never notice cheaters unless they're absolutely obvious. I'll be absolutely honest. I just play monkey. I jump on the cheaters. I go zap. I have no idea if he's cheating or not. People are like, he's cheating. I'm like, so the alleged okay. cheaters. Yeah, Winton zap. Okay, let's go. <laughs> People are happy. I kind of so want to no say about I, mean, I just want to say this for a second. Cheaters don't affect you. Yeah, yeah. Actually, true. It's actually true. No, I just, well, I just want to say, say I... go ahead, Kabadi, yeah. go ahead. You, you go ahead. No, no, you want to say I was going to say, I just want to, I just want to really get this topic out because I think it's an important one and I, and I want to get all our thoughts on it. Um, obviously, the Blizzard would say, well, we don't tell you things because if we told you exactly how it worked, people might exploit it, right? That's the counter argument. Like maybe they, if there is a performance-based element to it, they, like Kabaji said, they don't want you to know because it might be some odd. I, I, from what they've told us, there isn't. From what they've told us, there isn't a performance-based incentive after Diamond. Because we know it's up to diamond, but after that we don't. There's supposedly not. But these kind of stats would say otherwise. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna slightly tangent here and give a little musing, a little story that I think is relevant. So there was a game. Uh, it's one of the old MMOs. I think it was like EverQuest or something. And in the in the in the game, people were like, I think there's something wrong with the loot system. I think my character is cursed because my character doesn't get the right amount of loot drops like it just doesn't get the loot drops it, it's once and the devs were like no you're, you're out of your mind like why would we why would we sabotage you there's like there's no reason for us to sabotage you and that of course makes sense turns out actually that there was an, a very very interesting niche bug 
where every account when it was created had like a number assigned to it. And there was like a certain interval of numbers that were actually cursed within the algorithm of the game. So they actually physically had a lower drop rate because just the way the internal system worked, it assigned everyone numbers and they actually gave certain people like a curse rate. So there was like mobs that would aggro them. They wouldn't get like proper loot or whatever because they were just actually genuinely cursed. Now, I'm not saying that to provide that Overwatch has anything like that happening. The reason I'm bringing that up is A, when nothing is when we don't know, there's a lot of myths, like like Boger said, there's a lot of myths that can abound. Like what well, some people think this five wins, five losses myth exists, right? Where it's like if you get five wins, you're gonna get five losses, like guaranteed. Or do we do we believe that there is performance-based metrics above diamond, like like Tesla's example shows, right? Or is there a bug that the devs don't know about? That's a I don't want to bring that up as any serious possibility, but it, they did say for their bronze thing, right? Where they put people in bronze five accidentally and they had to come out and say, sorry guys. We, we accidentally dumpstered you, put you in Bronze 5, sorry to crush your dreams. So I feel like more communication would be effective, but I also, the cynic in me says that it'll come out and say where it's working as intended. The thing what I feel is if like a lot of online games is, people will always find a way to exploit the system. That's why like, you know, usually game makers make sure that like everything is playtested to the, to the maximum. Like for example, at the moment, there's a lot of like things that you can do in ranked that has, in my opinion, no drawback. If I can give an example, mm -hmm. like let's say you, you have five friends. Okay. And you all make like new accounts. Okay. You all start playing Overwatch, right? And one of your friends is like, you know what? I'm going to start cheating. Right. So as we know, cheaters need phone verification. Like anybody needs phone verification to get, to be able to get the top five, right? So if the fifth person is cheating and they're all queuing with that fifth person and getting SR by protecting that person and they get to GM rank, that cheater is going to get banned. But what about the other four? They have phone verification. They only played with this person. They can just say, I didn't know. And you can keep on doing that over and over and over. So you feel there's an exploit. Okay. Actually, I want to quickly, I want to quickly chime in here before we go to Boger. Uh, Ga Gavin Winter, who is... Uh the one of the devs responsible for the competitive system is in my chat and says there could always be a bug that we don't know about uh we are always looking for them and then have a monka s emo as well gavin i just want to quickly ask what check do you do you have like a uh, an answer for what the statistic i've got on screen here with tesla sciences on uh, like bronze to gm uh do you have an explanation or perhaps a theory for why they ranked up on a 41 percent win rate two ranks uh but anyways back to boger in the meantime while we wait for gavin's answer if they stick around I was going to say about the entire <clears throat> thing where people can stack with a cheater and just win games. I'm pretty sure other games uh, punish that pretty heavily. Uh, I know if Overwatch does. I think Valorant uh, actively checks if people have been doing a cheaters and punish them for it. Uh, I hope Blizzard does the same with Overwatch. I think it's very obvious that it should happen. Even if the person says, I didn't know, well, screw them. Like, what do you mean he didn't know? And uh, third of all, about cheaters, I don't think you could ever do anything in a game where you can absolutely negate all cheaters. It's just not possible. It's never going to happen. It's sub like, no matter what you do, it's a game created by people, programmed by people, and there's always going to be exploits. It's, it's just inherent. And people are always going to abuse it. Uh, the question is, do you want to be really aggressive in fighting the cheaters uh, while punishing the actual players that enjoy the game? Or do you want to just leave the cheaters run rampart? It's it's a really hard thing to balance out, and it's really difficult. It's not easy. It's not easy at all. 
Um, and a lot of people don't give credit to game companies that they're even able to fight this in any uh, sense. You know, like it's really hard. It's really difficult. And I do not know if cheating is more right now or it was before uh, or it was more before. But I really, really want one thing is I want uh, the anti-cheat uh, system in Overwatch to get a little bit better. I know that it could do like it definitely needs some work. I have seen a lot of cheaters get banned mid-game nowadays. I hope they keep it up and they keep improving it because if the game turns in the same uh, hellhole it was at the last year with so many cheaters, it's it's going to kill the game. I, I promise you. It's really going to be horrid. Bogger, you, have any you should go to law school. Yes, what? prevention. You should go to law school with that. That's actually yeah. how uh, criminal law is is made. You should focus first on prevention, then rather than we're gonna get precautions that don't it's... happen in the first place. Yeah. Well, that is so obviously a lot of the measures they take. Better anti-cheat right? and stuff. They yeah, have taken, exactly. to be like, fair, I've... some measures on it. They have, but again, it's something that we as uh, players cannot quantify if they work or not, or if the yeah, system we can't. is better or not. We I can't. just we hope that it's better. For me personally, I've had, what, I've been playing 200 plus hours, let's say 250 hours in the past month, probably 10 to 15 cheaters, probably, in top 500 games. I've had a few cheaters. I'm sure they work. I, I'm, I've had a few cheaters as well, and they got banned mid-game. I just hope this keeps no. up, to be honest. Never for you, had it doesn't it happen. Band. For me, it happened like two or three times. Well, what I do is like I tell my team to report one person because I know they cheated the last game, and then everybody reports, boom, gone. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah. Know, right? I think. Like, <laughs> Interesting. Nah, I think like Never Blizzard does a good job in terms of like banning cheaters. I just think about the things around like the cheaters. They they can abuse system even in a further way than just you know cheating. And you guys can know I boosting guys... is also a huge problem. Like you know. Can I ask you guys something? Not, uh, I would also, I don't know if it's cheating or not, but how do you feel about uh, Plat 3-stack playing in top 100 games because their MMR or whatever is like super high? When you cannot 3-stack or like group up with your team if you're GM. How do you guys feel about that? Because I've had some games in which I was playing against the Plat 3-stack that started the, started the game on new accounts, I think. OPM 777, all three of them were playing, right? And they were three stacking in top 100 games and they were in plat. And of course, communication wise, we would get the gold because they were like a team almost, right? How, how do you feel about that? Because I would want a three stack in GM. I'd want a five stack in GM. But that's... why can't they three stack from plat? Because they have very high MMR. <laughs> no, and Rose... I think that's a very easy fix, Blizzard. Did, did you, did you know you what the fix is? Into... Yes. Okay. Okay, so the fix is they can play up until where the restrictions start. So what? Can you three stack in masters? Can you three stack in masters? You yes. can't, right? No, you, you can't. Can? Can. Okay, you so can. up until masters. So you shouldn't have GM players in your three stack lobbies. In GM lobbies, you should only be able to do right? And I won. I won and I lost so, against them. So it's not like they were broken or cheating or whatever. But, but you just I'm just saying, in theory, it was very exploitative. There was one support, one tank, one DPS. It was Winston, Genji, Ana, I think. So I just want to quickly, like quickly, quickly. So, go ahead, Kabad. You finish your thought and then I'm going to quickly chime okay. in. This, this seems like they used a certain uh, like exploit, obviously. like Let's say like you, you're bronze, right? 
And if wind streaks up your MMR by a certain degree, much more than like usual, right? And let's say you free stack and you're, you're a bunch of top 10 Smurfs and you win every single game for the next 30 games, but you're still plat, but your MMR is skyrocketing even higher because like the SR doesn't go with the MMR because MMR is like maybe getting, you know, like stacked up faster. So suddenly out of nowhere, you have a free stack of plats in top 500 because they've been, you know, winning every game since bronze. That's what I'm thinking like has happened there. Well, and, and, and there's another thing to exploit the system. Go ahead, you finish that thought then. Kabaji? No, I'm done, I'm done. Oh, you're done, you're done? Okay, okay. Yeah, so yeah, I just yeah. want to quickly chime in and say, you're probably right, which is that uh, Gavin has replied and they say that the likely uh, result for that Tesla Science win rate jump up is win streaks. They say that they're, if someone's on a win streak, we, we will rank them up faster. So that's, again, that's interesting because I don't think that was public before now, that that was still happening. Uh, ML, are you, you're, you're looking shocked. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I was, I was in the <laughs> Okay, the, the, I'm sorry. It's a scuff setup. Up until what rating? Yeah, that's a uh, well, good question. It seemed, well, if you, can go, if you go master to GM with it, it seems like there wouldn't be a... And a, if, a, if, it, if it's like that, then why doesn't, why didn't the plat 3 stack drop uh, well, so again, plat this, all the way to... Well, this is the thing. So here's the thing. So here's the thing. I think I think Kabaji nailed it, which is that the MMR. Remember the MMR and SR. It's very confusing, and I think it's part of the frustration that MMR and SR are different. SR is essentially a lie, right? SR is like what the 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 facade that we get given, where it's like this is what you are, but really the game is like no, but this is what you really are, me. And my guess is for Tesla's run, after their because the the forty one percent one came after a hundred percent win rate. I'm gonna bring it up on screen again. So my guess is that that 100% that they had in Masters going 7-0 bumped their MMR up really high, but at the time it only ranked them up once, right? It was like, okay, we're going to ramp you up once. Your SR only goes up this much, but secretly our MMR has got you really ready to go to GM. And then even though they went 41% win rate in the next one, it didn't. It, it was like, you're, we need to get your MMR to catch up, right? That's my best explanation. Again, Gavin, if you're listening still and there's that's anything I said is incorrect, please feel free to correct me. But I guess that's, again, part of why people get frustrated because it's more of this shadow work where your seven wins earlier meant more than your seven losses later. And your, you know, your SR, you know, and this is why people get upset. They're like, why is there a plat in my lobby or your plat three stack? And it's like, well, but their MMR is GM. So in realistic matchmaking terms, they should be where they should be, right? They're, they're matched properly. But then again, there's certain exploits, like the three stacking that you're, exactly. you're talking about. So they're exploiting that. So it's like, it feels like there's a lot of frustration drawn from the fact that we're giving two, we're getting, we're getting given these two numbers, one that's real and one that's kind of like, just, just for the sake of showing you. And Gavin says that would be my guess too about the plat stack that ML encountered. So your, so your solution ML is if you should only be able, if your MMR is GM, you should only be able to stack uh, two sack. Exactly. That's how you also have like a, a shadow indication that you're GM level, I guess. Like mm -hmm. restrictions should apply like that. I mean, theoretically, because they even a four or five stack, right? Exactly. Like yeah. imagine, you imagine you're playing stack. in your rank, you're playing yeah. in your rank one game and you're playing against a five stack, a full team, just for the lulz. Like, dude, seriously, I can only duel. Well, it's this brings not, a good question that Craggy, cool. uh, that Kabaji wanted to bring up. Kabaji, you want stacking back right no I, I like what was happening is at the moment with the stacking is like because of these like win streaks you can have a four stack 
of master players who are getting a win streak through, let's say, from Diamond to Master, whatnot, in GM games, and they're four stacking. And I imagine you're solo queuing in GM because you know, like, dual, you don't, your duo is not like live or whatnot. And like, you know, ML7 there, like, with his, you know, with Anna, and like, he sits there and he's like, you know, why are they playing so fucking coordinated, like in NM team? Because they're, they might be four stacking and they might be in your game, even though you only yourself can solo to dual queue. That should not be like, that should never be a thing. That there is, because teamwork will always like go against uh, solo like skill. Like if they have an insane amount of teamwork, especially synergy, you can't make up with that solo, solo skill, especially as a solo queue player. Like even if you do a queue, that, that's even very hard right there. And usually like in GM, it's more like the fact that it's, everybody like doesn't know each other in a way, kind of does how know how everybody plays, but we all have a certain concept of what we should do and all together what we should do, but it's not as much like synergetic and like as, as team play as uh, oriented as the four or five stack that is like friends that like have been playing all the time throughout the entire SARS, you know? I'm going to quickly chime in here. That's a really good point, Kabaji. Um, uh, Gavin says, the reason we didn't set it up that way to re in response to ML's uh, point about the ban of stacking is that you'd have no way of knowing what your stacking restrictions are if your MMR is, let's say, higher than your actual SR. So that's the reason they haven't done that. And I just want to say, chat, uh, I appreciate well, you guys so into Go ahead, ML. Sorry for interrupting. There's no way of knowing if you're going to climb after you finish your seven wins or not as well. No. Oh, and again, this is the frustration, right? It's like the unknown that you're fighting, that you're or fighting or fighting with you, fighting against you sometimes. It's frustrating. We pick some unknown items, some unknown items, you know, like, where do we do yeah, online? <laughs> exactly. It's kind of, you're, you're kind of playing Mario Kart and you're running to the box every time and you're not sure if you're going to get like a star or you're going to get like blue shelled or what's going to happen. You're just kind of playing the lottery. I don't want to say, I just want a quick, quick note, chat. I'm really glad you guys are so enthusiastic about Gavin being in chat and we should be very grateful. Please don't bombard him with your random ranked questions that have nothing to do with his fucking job. Uh, so please be appreciative. If you have any questions you want to ask, there is now a channel in my Discord specifically for this. It's called the Group Up uh, Questions channel. So head on to my Discord, SMH Mark Discord, if you want to go in there. And we will discuss some of those questions by the towards the end of this podcast. Please do not bother Gavin Winter with your questions. Okay, Gavin. I, I do want to say on what you just said because everyone's going to bombard them with questions like it's really hard to be a game dev okay like everyone always knows the right answer because everyone is super smart believe me you don't know okay so just let let the devs chill okay anyways ask well, what do you want to ask to gavin today? yeah no yeah absolutely hearts yeah. to gavin again and this is unprecedented i can't remember the, you know the last, like in this age era of overwatch one if we'd ever get a dev live talking to us giving us answers so Shout out to yeah, Gavin. The giga chatness of it all, you know, yeah. like just watching it. I can take it. I Hit got me you. with your hardest questions. <laughs> I got you. No, Boger, stacking. Uh, we've talked about some exploits. Kabaji and, and ML have brought up some like, exploits, but like it's an issue that always comes up and it may as well address your stance on it. You think there should be stacking in GM again? When I was playing the game before I was a streamer, when uh, I was sitting there grinding the game, there was nothing I hated more than stacking. I just hated it so much. Because everyone would sit down and just six stack with their uh, contenders teams, like Clockwork and Deadwood, at 4 a.m. And they would just roll everyone. And it felt so unfair for me. Because I, I was more, you know, I did know a lot of people, but I didn't want to stack because it felt like I was cheating my way to the top. And second of all... I did like playing solo. I still do like playing solo most of the time because it's just more relaxing. And for me, it was really unfair. It felt so hopeless because, as Kabaji said, team play will always win over personal like mechanics. Always, no matter what. You can have the best 
best tracer, best whatever. But if they don't have teamwork, you're going to lose, okay? Because one person is going to do one thing, the other is going to do something else. Anyways, I do agree that we should have some sort of stacking, maybe triple stacking max in, in, in uh, GM+. Because then you can triple stack, and then the other two can duel, right? Or something like that. I think that's fine. I think full five stack is going to bring back the hopelessness of trying to solo queue and just getting stomped every game because the enemy team is stacking and you're not. Or maybe make a separate queue. Uh, I don't know. But separate queues might ruin the queue times and queue times are already long as they are. Anyways. Boger, but I, I think you might be a genius. Oh, okay. I think you might but... be a genius with the three stack. Wait, wait a second. Thanks. You can right now add like... As long as you're limiting the amount of roles that you can group up with. So you can only go one DPS, one support, one tank. You can go two DPS and one tank, for example. Yep. I think, like, you can do triple stacks max. It's going to be really fun for streamers. It's going to be good content. Uh, like, True. I've seen I've seen Seagull, J3, and Flats, and, like, or Emong, they, they swap around. They stack all the time, and they can't play after GM, which really sucks for them because it's a lot of good content for them, right? It's really fun to watch them. But once they get to GM, they need to swap roles and play something else. And it's really like it, it's kind of heartbreaking, right? So it'd be really fun for them. Like imagine me, ML, and like Kragi or Kabaji with triple stack. It's, the games are going to be way more competitive. Why was it Kragi first fun. then? Eh? Why was it Kragi first? I, I'm, I'm, well, I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry Kabaji. Because he plays Sajur and you play Tracer, dog. He plays Tracer, Kabaji. Straight up. <laughs> And, uh, you know, that would be really fun and it would be really competitive because uh, it wouldn't be a hard sum. You could still win the game. You could still do something. It wouldn't be a five sack. Back in the day, NYSA would just queue up in the ranked and just roll everyone. It was so boring. It was so unfair for anyone that wanted to play the game. You just queue up and you see the six stack of NYSA, the best of the best against you. What, the, what do you do? You just give up. You just leave the game. What, you can't for play. me, like back in the day, the, the free stack of Carpage, Jonek and... I think it was Fury. No, Fury. Yeah, that was yeah. fun to play against for me personally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. It's fun when you get the teammates, but what about the times where you just don't get the teammates for it? What about the times when you get, uh, you know, somebody that just one tricks uh, symmetric or something, and you just get rolled because they know how to play against it? It's not fun then. It's fun when you have the team to compete against them, and it's really competitive and really engaging, and it's always a back and forward. It the game turns from uh, constant integer into the backline and just mindless playing uh mindless uh, aggressive playing into this game that ml was talking about where you wait for cooldowns you play passively you look for opportunities you look for mistakes you take space they take space you use ults, la, 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 la. it's fun but when you don't have the teammates it's a role and it's not fun so i just want to quickly then summarize because i, yeah, I want to i want to bring you back to a different issue but i want to summarize all your stances just so we have it boger you're suggesting three stack max in gm mm -hmm. ml I would say starting from master. Starting from master, Kabaji, you think it should Maybe, be three yeah. stack only? Sure, sure. It's ML. it's tricky. You know what? You know what I think is tricky about it. What's tricky is the fact. What happens if you get a three stack in your team and a duo, and the enemy team has five solos? So as long as you take care of the enemy team as well, so you don't put them at a disadvantage, well, it could yeah. work. Like for Gavin, example, three stack versus two duos. The Gavin thing says is that uh, Gavin says that they sorry, try to match. I... They try to match stack against stack. Yeah, the thing is, yeah, you can't satisfy everyone all the time. After... Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Look at them. supports not you getting can't... reworks, not getting a lot yeah. of heroes and stuff. Uh, well, I mean, this is this is why they stick. don't. This is why they don't allow 
so Gavin has answered this question before, and I don't want to pester him too much on this issue. This is why they don't allow five stacking in GM is because what happens is eventually you get what's like an alpha stack, like the New York Excelsior stack, which is like we there's no one who can beat this stack. How do we match make them? Do we just give them someone we know is yeah. gonna lose? Right, like how does a matchmaker handle a stack that they know can't lose, basically? Right, so that's why. Another Overwatch League team for content. Well, but are they there they though? Step in, like literally. Yeah, uh, somebody DM DM the Overwatch League. You're playing against an Overwatch League team, and then your social media manager, you walk in, yo, hello, they're getting all the likes. Everybody's talking about them. Let's fuck them up, like. Content? Hello? Good morning? Mm -hmm. You turn on the bat signal. Happens. You turn on the bat Secondly, signal. You call the Philadelphia Fusion. Like, are right, you guys turn up? Like, back in the day, we would also joke about it. Uh, we would, like, say, oh, did the stream, uh, scrims get cancelled? You guys have five stacks. Did the scrims get cancelled, you know? <laughs> like, you know what, what's really funny? I, uh, I had, like, so back in the day, you know, some people would six stack at, like, 4 a.m. And, you know, abuse the system because at 4 a.m. nobody could find the, like the matchmaking system can't find a balanced game. So we would organize six stacks to snipe their six stacks so they can't win the game. You know, like, like it was really funny. We would have this discord and be like, okay, they're, they're six stacking right now. Let's go snipe them. Let's go ruin their day. And we would six stack and go full goals and hard comb so they can't climb. It was great. It was a great experience. It was really <laughs> you have, funny. I have, you've lost all my sympathy <laughs> if you ever get stream snipe now, Borgo. If you ever get Spotify premium, you've lost all my sympathy because you I mean, they were abusing the system. They were abusing true, true, it. true. I want to go back real quick, though, to the... Because one thing we didn't mention, I want to be cognizant that, you know, you guys here are some of the best players in the world. Uh, and you play at an ELO that not many people play at. The, to the new system, to the point of the new system, I feel like the majority of the player base are at least somewhat happy with the with the blind... I don't have to worry about my SR all the time. I, I can't speak numbers. Who, who knows? Who knows? Actually, majority is not a term I should use because I don't know in any realistic sense who's happy who's unhappy how many people are unhappy and unhappy but i've got a lot of people say that they they feel much more invigorated to play comp because they don't have to constantly worry about the number going up or down um is that a consideration should there be like a rank limit to it like maybe it kicks in at okay, i might get some hate for this but usually ranked and competitive means that you have to care about your rating that, that's why you're playing it. Well, they said they, they care, but they don't want to have the pressure of always fearing the loss of it, the loss aversion, right? Like, oh, if I play, I'll, I'll just drop rank, so I should be very afraid. I mean, what if, and here's a wild thought, if you have public and private profiles, why can't you just swap uh, how you Well, it's not even about the It's not even about what other people are going to say. I think, like, I've known a lot of people who are like, Okay, look, I'm gold right now, and and it becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy where they're like, I don't want to play because I don't want to lose my gold, and if I play like let's say what like two games and I lose 50 SR, I feel like I'm I'm all the way I'm on the way to silver now, and I'm about to lose this precious thing that I've just gotten, and so then they don't play, and then they don't play season on season, and now they're like three seasons in they haven't placed. They're like God, if I place again, I can't say that I'm gold anymore because you know my SR will drop. So it's like this self-fulfilling cycle that I think this helps, where it's like okay, I don't have to worry every single game, I can just play. And then seven wins later, maybe I'll still say the same rank. Doesn't bother me so much. Do you get what I'm saying? So you're saying basically because of uh, the ranked anxiety that is created through the gains of SR, um, SR shouldn't be as important. I'm saying that this system played. that I'm saying the system that, they, that that doesn't show you your SR all the time is helpful for people who don't have to worry about it all the time. Like they, it it liberates them to play more because they're not constantly looking at the number. Because people sometimes and become very results-focused rather than play-focused, right? Where I'm sure you guys know this, like the, the real trick to climbing is to just play better five-head. 
it's not to necessarily worry about every single loss or win. It's like, okay, I just got to be a better player. And I guess for the... Go ahead, Kabaji. I, I want to feel bad for losing and I want to feel good for winning mm-hmm. as much as possible. And I want to see it go up and down. But it might be because I'm a competitive person in general. So this system at the moment, like I said, like with the seven wins and stuff like that, it doesn't give me like any, like, you know, like juice. I, I, after the seven the wins, it, it just, I'm like, what just happened? I, I went I went down two ranks, even though I'm like positive, you know? So you don't see the MMR. You don't see uh, exactly what kind of rating you're going to get. You don't see your teammates' ranking. There's a lot of like things that could be improved. And I don't think it's a, uh, it's like, because Orange 2 is a great game. I don't think it's, it's, in my opinion, and I don't know, like programming or not, but I don't think it would be hard to like change to show icons again and stuff like that. I think it would give the people that really want to clamp an incentive. And I think a lot of people, um, when, when they see like, for example, ML7, like reach rank one, they get hyped and want to play his hero. They want to go into rank and feed their asses off and come back into the chat and say, it didn't work for me. But I'm glad it happened for you, because like it, it happens to me too. Like Kabaji, I saw you Pokemon Chaser. I went into ranked. I got I got absolutely rolled. Eh, I, I don't know what to do. Like, but like you know, they still get that urge of like, oh my god, you know? Because that's how I started playing Overwatch too. I used to watch uh, a lot of streamers. I'm like, how do they aim so well? That that looks so cool. Like I want to also like be able to be, like do that, you know? So I climb. I try to climb as much as possible. Like I wanted to be like good, you know? And I feel like that's what what is competitive. That is what 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 is ranking. What, what well, what, you know? well, Blizzard in the past, from what I remember, they did say kind of what is competitive because you had some restrictions if you wanted to participate in contenders. Uh, from what I remember, right when I was starting streaming, I think it was you had to be at least masters. So if you wanted to like participate in tier two or something like that, you had to be at least master. Like in open division, it could be any rating if you want to participate. But in contenders, from what I remember, something like that, it was you had to be masters and stuff. And I feel like SVB has touched, has, uh, you've touched it so well. We are speaking from the points of view of players that I've been playing since day one, probably, for 30 plus rank seasons. And it, things changed. Of course, we're kind of upset. <laughs> you know, like we see the game, we have different experiences with the game, right? And I do think that the right, what we have to take in consideration is, where do you draw the line of where the competitiveness of the game begins? When, at which rating you assume that you've invested enough time in that you treat the game in a hyper-competitive way with all that it implies. This including the stress of the SR going up or down, which is something that I've said in the past. I think that that line should be drawn at probably Masters or Grandmaster. We should have the old system and the previous system. I agree with you that should be placed in gold, silver, bronze, and stuff like that, because it is anxiety-inducing. Okay, like for us, like let's be honest right now, for us it's like, he's one, he's one! Meanwhile, in bronze and stuff, oh, I feel like you don't have that same intensity. Oh, you, you, you got cut off. You got cut off. Blizzard hears me. Blizzard hears me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Silence. <laughs> I got silenced. I, I, I really feel like that is the way to approach it. I agree. This, this way, it's... You meet, you meet the community, I guess, halfway, you know? You satisfy as much as you can, some sacrifices here and there. I'm not saying that if you're plat or if you're gold or if you're GM and stuff, you're not competitive or you care or not about competitive. I'm just saying that this might be the best compromise that you can come could come up with. I agree. 100% as well. Bogard, do you have any thoughts on it? Once I'll be here in one second. Got a little off out. 
Okay, okay. Olaf doing Olaf things. I agree with them, Mel. Like, at, at the end of the day, me, Kabaji, and Mel, we have been playing since day one, pretty much. I have, for sure. I was literally there day one. What happened to and, uh, um, so Kabaji, you're always rank one in my heart. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, unless, actually, unless, unless Craggy's playing Sojourn, in which case you rank Yeah, him. I'm, um, yeah, yeah. Well, when so they know Sojourn. I'll go Torp and Hemi. I swear to God. <laughs> Anyways, at this point, all three of us are like the old men at the porch. You know, we're sitting there complaining nonstop about everything and how it used to be better back in the day. But I have seen a lot of casual players be happy with the system because they're just chilling and they don't feel that pressure. You know, like they could have a bad day, but their rank is not going to go down because they need to lose 20 games. And they're like, okay, I'm still, you know, plot, plot one. I can go again tomorrow, right? Whatever. So I agree with ML that I do think the system should change after Masters and above because there the game gets really, really competitive and people want to be really, really competitive. I agree that ranked is about you tryharding and caring for sure, but a majority of people will not see it like that. And that's why they're in, you know, some of them are in lower elo because they couldn't be bothered to play the game uh, and try hard it at the scale we are doing, you know, I, I like the, the amount of time we spend in the game. And that's okay. At the end of the day, I think it's very important to satisfy uh, the casual community as it is to satisfy us. Because when we play the game, we bring in the hype and we excite uh, viewers to play the game, right? When I play, when ML streams, right, and he plays support, as Kabaji said, and he's popping off, people are like, oh my god, I want to play Overwatch now as well. But if the game is inherently bad and it's boring to play and the system is bad and the streamer is not having fun, when people watch the game, they're gonna be like, oh, this isn't fun. I don't want to play this game. Like my streamer is not having fun. So it's it's a very niche balance you need balance you need to achieve where you can satisfy a majority of the players and also the minority, which are the high ranked individuals. I agree. I agree. Compromise always a nice solution, and I'm glad we can come to one ourselves. I think I think yeah. I think started at masters makes sense. If you say that that's where open division starts, then what you're saying is now you care. So or now you, uh, you not care open enough. division. I I don't know. Contenders. I don't know exactly what it was. Contenders, whatever. But I, I remember I get something officially from Blizzard at the beginning, way back years ago. I don't think there are any restrictions right now. There are not. So. I think you can. There are not. There are. There are okay. Not? Okay. No, they're not. They're not. Well, I think even when they had hero pools, that also started master, right? So I feel like that's their threshold. Like this is like remember when they did the hero cool. pool ban? Cool. Yeah, so exactly. that's their threshold. Yeah, right, right. So like I think and I think it's a fa I think uh, there's not many people that think it would disagree that like. You know, even up to Diamond, it's a bit scuff. Not necessarily everyone is playing all the time or cares that much. But, you know, once you get to Master, you start, you might even get, you, know, you might get dragged into GM lobbies and all that stuff. So I think, I think it makes sense from that point on to say, okay, well, this is the serious threshold now and let, let's get going. Uh, okay, uh, Gavin, I just want to quickly respond. He quickly said something in chat. He says, ML's good point is good. Top 500 is tending to be more like what he described. I think we can do a better job of catering to what our most competitive players want. You won them, Gavin. You did Gavin. it. You, you did it. You fixed Overwatch. Congrats. And we all did it. Let's we go! Did <laughs> Big thumbs up. Big thumbs up. Now, back to complaining. Uh, you were alluding to uh, Sojourn there, and we, we kind of memed about it a little bit. There's a there's a balance patch coming, but it does not touch on Sojourn. Uh, we had an Overwatch League uh, Grand Finals. I, I, I wish I had the thing. I'll try and bring up the stats of what heroes were played. But 99.8%. Yes, and all of them were being played the all the time. time. Go ahead. The only time they swapped from Sojourn was for Widowmaker first pick on first point attack on King's Go. 
That's yep. it. For one shot uh, or two, Happy took two shots and then he swapped. That's it. Please nerf that character. I can't play the game. I've, okay, I so I'm, I'm going to so take it to our role expert. Kabaji, because yeah, Kabaji is suffering at the hands of not being, you know, not slaving in the meta. Why? Can you explain, first of all, to someone who doesn't understand why Sojourn is broken or overpowered okay, or whatever let, term let you want to use? Ask a counter question. Why, why yes. do you guys think, um, like, who, whose job is it to kill a Sojourn? Another um, DPS, right? Another yes. DPS. Yeah, like, uh, usually, like, it or goes, the like, primal like, monkey, maybe. Widow versus Widow. Yeah, there might be a Diva who, like, you know, counters it, but if the team plays right, you know, whatnot. So, from a DPS perspective, I think the one thing that makes Sojourn extremely strong is her hitbox and her movement that is just on the extreme level hard to hit, especially playing Widow. And like, because usually if the, the, the Sojourn hitbox wouldn't be as weird or like the, the movement wouldn't be as weird, I would counter with Widow and not go Sojourn at all. Because a lot of Sojourns, they make a lot of uh, movemental like, mistakes because they don't get punished for it because their uh, hitbox is so weird. That's what I've seen. So it might be, yes, that she wipes your entire team with the right clicks, with the damage, whatnot. But if uh, another like DPS hero would be able to easily counter instead of Sojourn, then it would be, you know, like, you wouldn't see as many Sojourns, at least in ranked. I would just go Widow because, yeah, she needs to charge a shot, wait for the shot. She shoots into the shield or shoots someone else down. You know, someone takes the takes it for the team and boom, headshot. And then from there, we can, like, you know, keep on headshotting. And then she's going to eventually get, like, pissed off because she can't do anything. You hear, uh, this ends now, boom, dead. <laughs> yeah, it does. You did. You know what I mean? So I think the hitbox or the movement speed should be nerfed in a way where, like, if she does, like, have her charge up or something like that, that she gets slowed down while having the charge up. Because I see a children, like, with her charge up in the corner of the map, crouching, waiting, like this. And then, boom, you did. And everybody goes Imagine in. if, imagine if... You scope in with Widowmaker, you get to 100 till the level that you can one shot. Then you unscope, you can grapple, you can unscope shot, and you land a one shot headshot. It's for like eight six, seconds. Six, for eight seconds. For eight, eight seconds. seconds. Exactly. And if you're running out of you, you send one little pew at a shield, and it goes back to 100, and you go another eight seconds. <laughs> yes. It's insane. Like if she charges up, the entire game turns into guys hide from the soldier. It's like, it's like, or again, everyone's hiding. Scared, you know. It's like. Is she gonna shoot? Okay, she shot. Push in. In my opinion, it's also like not that we're doing like complaining here. It's more like uh, like feedback, so the game doesn't like you know stay in a way that like people are gonna get frustrated because what frustrates the people the most is the things that are, got already removed, like for example, May Freeze, like something that you just feel like absolutely like helpless against. Something like Doomfist one shot, like these things are already got all nerfed. Like Cassidy stun, it's it's gone. Like stuff where you're like. Dude, I couldn't do anything about it, you know? Like, you could kinda, but like, the lower in your SR you go, the more like you feel like it's completely out of your hand. You know what I mean? So, these things kinda got like removed. May freeze, for example, it, it, it doesn't freeze anymore, except the ult. Yeah. Yes, well, kind I of, think, it... I ahead, think that Sojourn's kit is super fun and she's slowly but surely becoming a staple in the DPS category overall. I think that if you wanna play Overwatch and you play Sojourn, they absolutely nail the design. It's kinda like the same hype levels as a Genji, you know? like. Cool, super cool, but definitely the numbers need to be tweaked a bit, tuned down, so you actually have some contact play. And yeah, we'll have to wait and see what they're gonna do with Hug. If they're gonna do something with Hug or not, number wise. I think all of the but new characters are really fun. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. Like the 
Olaf said, Olaf agrees. Olaf like, like they're super fun. They're nailing it. But I personally wish that they would adjust the numbers a little bit faster. And I know that from what I remember, there was like a blog post in which they said that we're taking our time at seeing if we're going to nerf Sojourn or not because players from Masters and down below and stuff uh, don't have that much of a huge win rate compared to her win rate in Masters, GM and stuff like that because they know how could, they can use the kit. Well, then why uh, can they use the kit like that? You know, like just nerf the strengths that the top ranked players are abusing, which is the amount of time that you keep the charge up. It's not necessarily nerfing the numbers precisely. It's about the windows of opportunity that need to be closed. Isn't it also possible that like the people that were really good in so with soldier and really low elo just climbed really fast, so they're no longer in the the set uh, statistics, right? Like yes. they just True. started exactly. playing soldier, they were really good at it, and they climbed instantly. And now soldier's gonna ner get get nerfed, and they're gonna be like, okay, well, unlucky GGs, you know. So they're not gonna be included in the statistics in the first place. Possibly, I'd like to think that that's something they account for, uh, but. I want to. I want to. Okay. I'm, I'm. I'm glad you brought it up, ML, because I. I, I want to. I have a semi rant about it, which is that this. this so this is from the Twitter Spaces, right? This what you're referring to is actually they did a little uh, session on Twitter Spaces, where they said, "Yeah, look, we know Sojourn. We know people don't like Sojourn right now. We've, there's a lot of complaints, but we got to be careful how we how we uh, like nerf her because we basically when, when there's a character like this, we want to address her high end without punishing her low end because already in the metal ranks, she's struggling." I, I, my little rant is that I feel like people really, really uh, misrepresented the devs. Everyone, like, the headline became, devs won't nerf Sojourn because she's bad in plat. Which is, that's not true. That's not what they said. They said, we're, we're looking at how to do it because we don't want to dumpster her further in the metal ranks. Can and I, I feel like we... Yeah, go ahead, Kabaji. You want to interject. Can I ask like, a counter question? Okay, let's say, like, you're bronze, right? Yeah. The, like, lowest rank at the moment. Not hard to imagine. And, yeah, go ahead. And there's a, there's a hero that... Like people say, let's say YouTubers and stuff like that. If you play this hero, you're gonna climb very easily, right? Mm -hmm. So you lacking like most things that like let's say a master player as diamond player, plat player, whatever. You're bronze. You just start the game. You never played FPS before. So you go a hero that has a hard time getting punished, has a kit that like you know can't really easily get punished. Like for example, the jump of Sojourn, like it's, it can't be easily get punished, right? The movement. You, you don't have to have like perfect movement or the average movement makes you have good movement with Sojourn because the, the hitbox is so weird and the, and the you know, like it just, I, I tried it out. And now you see yourself in an SR where there's a lot of people that have other things that you don't have, but you played that hero to get to that point. And that is all, like always a, a thing with like heroes that are very strong in a, like in a season or something like that, where like you rank up and you don't need as much as many requirements for certain things like game sense, uh, positioning, whatnot with that hero. But now like your win rate goes into the normality and now you need to learn the things that you require to rank higher because, you know, higher ranks have these things and they outplay you because of it. So like that, I think that's what's happening. What you're talking about is meta boosting basically, right? Where like a character boosts a char person up and then when that yeah. character, let's say get nerfs later, that person is now sitting in an elo based off of the strength of a character. Yeah. So, so what's your question on it in that sense? You think that's why the Sojourn uh, win rate isn't as that's high? That's why, in the lower it, it, yeah, exactly. In, in the, on those SRs, because like, you know, like they have a certain amount of like, let's say aim, stuff like that, that brought them there, but the other things are lacking. Because it is very hard to go from like one season from bronze to like master. Not everybody can do that, like out of nowhere. Well, you know I, I, mean? I wanna, so, let me chime in as someone who's not as good as you guys. 
and who struggles at a hero like Sojourn. I don't. I can totally see that she would get like dumpster value in in like gold plat compared to a different hero, because like if you because because all the things you mentioned aren't even getting used in the ranks you're talking about. You know the movement doesn't matter because people are walking in a straight line. So like having like a character that has slightly more finicky movement doesn't matter when everyone else is walking. Like people walking in a straight line anyways. You don't need to out juke them. You can just shoot them. And there's the problem. It's hard to shoot them because you don't have the skills to do it. And it's like. Like when I play Sojourn, I'm like, okay, I can farm off a right click. I can hold it for eight seconds. But when you miss the right click every fucking time, or when you body shot with the right click, could you not just have clicked fucking Hanzo and just shot the choke point all day long and eventually someone would run into it? Or you could, or this is why Reaper or Torb is strong because like they just spam it with a shotgun that has a lot of damage in a general area. Or the turret does auto, like turret is the fucking best player in silver, by the way. Like Torb turret is literally the the best player in silver. So like I I'm not I I I'm a open to the possibility that what you got what you and Boger are saying that maybe Sojourn the people who were good climbed up really quickly and now the people who are left are not so good um, and that's what's like deflating her win rate in some way but I'd like to think that the devs have that possibility in mind like I, I, I think they would have figured this out if that was the case um, do I you have anything like to feedback? Um, Go ahead ML uh, Sojourn is not that intuitive as let's say Torbjorn gameplay would be like with Sojourn, I feel like in order to uh, learn how to climb the hero, learn how to play with her like fast and climb, you actually have to watch some uh, Sojourn guides, I feel like. You know, like keep the charge, poke the shield, play from there, go fang. With Torb, I feel like you don't have to actually like pick, like watch guides and stuff, right? It's more intuitive. Go to the target spam, when you're low, press E. So this goes to Borger's argument in which, yes, if you invest the time in the hero, you probably climb super fast. Compared to if you didn't invest, then you're like, eh, kind of. Like, you just play for fun and stuff. Then you're probably dragging down the statistics. Yeah, and maybe the same for Kiriko, where it's like, well, your support, should Ooh. I spend most of my time healing? Well, no, 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 this guy, this, this character has a triple headshot multiplier. He's headshot people. Oh, but I can't. Um, anyways, do you, you have any feedback on that? Because my rant was slightly different anyways. I, I ended up going on a different tangent. But do you guys have any feedback on what just been said, Bogor or Kabaji? No. No? Well, so here's what I wanted to say, which is back to the Twitter Spaces thing. Uh, I think we need to have a conversation in the Overwatch community about like proportionality. What are you laughing at, Emil? I think just laughing at you. I didn't have anything to say either. Like you're so <laughs> eloquent as VP. We, we can be like, yes, sir. <laughs> you know, like you made, you, your your opinion was like bulletproof. You know, like what is there to say? Yes. Well, I, if only the women in my life kept that attitude. But anyways. Um, <laughs> So the, the rant I wanted to go on is that I wish we had a conversation about proportionality of response in the Overwatch community where I feel like in response to that Twitter spaces thing, people people lost their minds. People were like, oh my god, they're never going to nerf Sojourn because she's bad in plat. Well, that's not what they, firstly, that's not what they said. Secondly, I feel like people are forgetting very quickly that a month ago we were in the absolute dumpster land of Overwatch 1 where like the balance was way worse. And we were getting no feedback from the devs, or like two months ago, we were getting like zero feedback from the devs. So I feel like if we start getting outraged at like when the devs come out and they make a very reasonable statement, which is we're figuring out how to nerf Sojourn in a way that doesn't dumpster her further in where she's already bad. That's a very reasonable statement. If we start yelling our lungs out at a very reasonable statement, like what incentive do you have as a game dev to then communicate with us further for more? Because we're, we're, it's like the catch 22. We're like, please communicate with us. And then they're like, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, ML. 
interactions interactions that, that that's it svb like i feel like what anything that a game developer would say people would still find something to rage about you can't win i feel like no matter how they would have phrased uh with soldier and right i feel like eventually we uh, like there would have been like another topic that people would have like caught up onto you know to like discuss and stuff to like rage about i feel like it's one of the direct consequences of transparency in gaming and it's one of the costs of being transparent if you want to be a big game and stuff which is exactly what they're assuming and they say that they're gonna fix it probably in the future better wording and stuff but i do agree with you that it's it's very easy right now to like jump to conclusions you know so uh, yeah i mean yes, look there's always moderation it is, is good but it's always the internet so I, i'm not expecting the internet to suddenly behave overnight like that's not gonna but i i do think that like as members of the community, as potential leaders of the community, as what we are as content creators, we should also hold each other to account when people are, you know, I, I just think we shouldn't misrepresent the devs. Where, where they deserve flack, and hopefully we've given plenty in this podcast already, where they deserve flack, we give flack. But it also doesn't do anyone any favors, ourselves included, to like misrepresent them or baby rage over again. And taking the bigger picture, like I feel like we're in danger, and I, I'm going to be very careful with the words I use here. We're in danger of becoming... Apex Legends players, where where our game is oh, where our game is fucking thriving, and we're getting new content all the time, and we're baby raging because like they said that they won't nerf okay. Sojourn yet. I'll be honest. Uh, during the content drought, I played League, I played Apex, I played Valorant. Every single community is baby raging twenty four seven. Their game could be on top of the list. Everyone could be yeah. playing. It could be super. No matter what, they're baby raging. I'm sitting there playing League. I really enjoy League, right? And I like Dota as well. I like MOBAs in general. They leak gets so many patches all the time. I hear people complain. I can't believe how many patches League is getting. It's crazy. <laughs> They're it's true. It happens like, in Dota. Shut the fuck up, man. Like fuck. Especially it's like so... Apex TikToks. You see, like you know, like an Apex like movement thing, and then a sudden I'm like, TikToks. Oh. <laughs> I see your TikToks all the time, man. And Boger, you need to put the shit down. So like the damages, I'm like, uh huh, uh huh. Dude, I didn't even know that. I'm like, what? Really? Holy shit. Subscribe. Nah, like, what I've seen is like a lot of people just baby rage. Like, one, one, one person goes like, yeah, but like controller is aim assist. And then, yeah, but like controller, we can't do like this, this movement. And like, they, they fight each other off. I'm like, so this is also with them the same way as it is for Overwatch. Yeah, I guess I think, yeah. the internet. It's a loud minority, I... you know? These people that sit on Reddit and on Twitter and they write the ranking comments, they're like, 50, 100, or even a thousand, but there's millions of players and they're so happy and they're just chilling and they're playing their game, million. they're buying their skins. What? 35 million players have played Overwatch. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, people are just enjoying the game and people are just having fun. And they're just like, oh my God, please nerf her. She is so broke. Relax. Relax. Actual footage. I know what you're saying, SVB, with the, the feedback and stuff, but... I think it's super difficult overall. I, uh, my opinion is that people will always like find something to uh, yeah, baby rage about and stuff, and it's it's true. Yeah, and no I can't blame uh, to some extent. I can't blame people it, because the, go ahead. The, the, there's one thing though. If this is like the biggest issue from that entire talk, the fact that maybe they're gonna they're taking a closer look to make sure they're not making a mistake, then that's a huge compliment to them. I think with how good of a job they have been doing so far. If Imagine that's like the only thing that you can go in and, oh my God, wait, that's it? That should be the reaction, I feel like. Well, that, that's what I meant with proportionality of response, right? Where it's like, if our biggest problem is that Sojourn is a little bit overtuned compared to like 
three years of double shield no hellhole nothing no content like we, we need to like you know check check where we're at but yeah can't, unrealistic to expect our internet to behave Bogren? can you imagine being a dev and like just working your ass off to make some content and like something like you working on this update you're looking at the statistics everything and people are like still you're not doing your job you don't understand the game i just can't imagine like I like criticizing the game, but people misunderstand criticism. They confuse criticism with uh, just uh, constant trash talk. I'm not even trash talk. I'm not exactly sure about the word, but saying this, this, this is bad is not really criticism. It's like you're not re you're giving a solution. You're it's just like saying it's constructive all bad. versus just criticizing for the sake of criticizing, right? Yeah. I, I like people don't get it and people just constantly complain about these things, but nobody gives a solution. I think, for example, for Sojourn, I think it's really stupid that she didn't get a nerve. I understand their logic. I don't agree with it, but I'm not going to sit on Twitter and be like, oh my God, you guys don't know what you're doing. Because my opinion only consists, uh, is only important for a very small percentage of the player base. You know, like if that choice of theirs is better for the game overall, then so be it. You know, whatever. I, I'll, I will take it. You know, whatever. What can I do? I got a curious question. Uh, what do you guys think about? Hero bands, just one hero no. in each ranked game. Yes. How are you gonna even? How are you gonna do it? I'm a fan. Big fan. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. You you inadvertently hit the bingo card. You inadvertently hit the bingo card of this podcast. The meta out every game, and like every game, like it would be a little different. So you don't, you wouldn't even need to have to constantly nerf and buff, and nerf and buff, and nerf and buff. But you would just be like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna ban this. Okay. This is gone. Okay. And we can play this okay. against that. More like team play, more like innovation, more like variety. You know, you'd be like, okay, if you ban Lucio, we can Lucio speed boost into them. So like, you know, we can like, you know, just rush this comp and they can do anything about it. And so they I think to, they like, should be universal. The bunker. I want to I wanna, uh, chime in. I think they should be, like both teams should be for both teams. I don't think there's a singular team ban. Okay, how are both you going to make it work though? Okay, what, what uh, role do you ban? Can you ban any role? Who chooses the bans? Uh, do we have enough heroes Highest if we want to ban from each row? Highest the side suggests three bans. I'm not joking. I and then people you. vote. Or yeah, I think you vote. suggests two bans. And then you vote. So it's three to two. I, I mean, in Dota, they just vote. Show. They just vote in Dota. And then if there's a tie, like, you can go random. Like, it does. it's not yeah, that... Yeah, but Dota... Yeah. Okay, it's do you want to ban one hero? And do you want to do you want to choose from every role or do you want to ban from each role? Like, how do you want to? No, just it? one hero. You choose one role. You can just like click on the role, and then you choose exactly that hero that it should be banned. And usually, everybody agrees on one hero, anyways. And you know, like how Overwatch is, especially on EU. How? Why? Why, why don't you so, ban Sojourn? Are you okay, man? Please, yeah. OP. So, so, so let's say, let's say your team, let's say the hypothetical scenario, your team bans what you consider the wrong hero. Let's say you're Boger. You're the only sane person in the lobby. And you're like, everyone, we should ban Sajir. And everyone's like, no, 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 Torb is the broken one. Let's ban Torb. How is that different than if your team just decided to int on some stupid hero they, that they wanted to pick anyways? Like, how is that different if your More team just rolled out? Them. Let them in. God bless. Yeah, but like, no is, if, is it, if they don't see Sojourn as a problem, would they have been people who would have picked Sojourn and played her well anyways? No. So your team, like, no, uh, the argument that, like, your team, if your team banned the wrong hero, you lost. Well, your team, if they fundamentally misunderstand the game, they're already going to do stupid things of the consequence. So, like, how is that fundamentally different? What it does give you the option to do is for the pe people who don't know, do know what they're doing, they fucking have control over their game. And again, if five people in your team or four out of five agree that this is the thing they need to, this is the problem, then surely then they're, they're right in feeling the way they feel and customizing their game. Well, okay. I understand that. I'm going to play devil's advocate. We have a lot of yes. one tricks in this game. A lot. Fuck them. One tricks. 
Yeah. Got I mean, I have one trick all the time, but you can't be like, but what about the one tricks? But I know, but from the perspective of a developer or people that like are going to implement this change, yes. a lot of people are going to be really angry with this. Yes. Uh, yes. They're going to be really upset. So the question is, do you, if we do this uh, change where we add one ban per team, whatever, uh, I don't mind it too much. Uh, then do you hide who's on each team? So you can't like ban the one trick of somebody and just like focus them and make their day miserable. Well, we don't. Well, we barely snipe? get to see our own teammates' profiles at the moment, so I, I don't see how we snipe somebody else. We don't even see our yeah, own team's fucking SR, let alone their profiles. But yeah, go ahead, ML. You know what I think would be a good idea to this? Because like I agree with one tricks and stuff, and not making the game fun. Um, I've so one of the main complaints I've watched the entirety of playoffs right in Overwatch League. I was really curious with what they were playing and stuff, and you had mega matchups. What the matchups right you had mega matchups non-stop and people were saying same heroes they did not buy the premium battle pass to have access to other heroes like for the cat from the casual player point of view it felt like boring to watch the same heroes being played over and over and over so i think that in order to remove from we're not going to make the game fun for uh uh one tricks for example or for people that just want to play the hero in a certain rating then maybe start by doing it in the pro scene but not the way that they did it before. Before, remember, they tried for one month. They banned the top three heroes, <laughs> randomized, I think, from a list. The fucking then... cat, dude. The wait, fucking wait, cat. Wait, 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 wait. It wasn't quite like that. They had a cat choose it? the bands. Please, they were some serious I'm not joking. There was a cat wait, choosing really? the bands. Yes, yeah, they Kabaji, had you Zoe's know? cat. Zoe's no. cat was choosing the bands. It was insane. So I want to so to be fair I don't want to misrepresent again. So what they did was they would take the the uh, play percentages of certain heroes and they would narrow it down to like a certain selection and then so his cat picked from that selection. <laughs> now I can believe So as you can see it was very <laughs> I would say so um to continue my very serious argument here because <clears throat> Bogor uh, with, with a kitty cat although I did like that the cat chose but it added a lot of randomness to this and in a multi-million dollar uh, professional esports league I think that this factor is kind of the team should ban number one I think that the team should ban and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a very clear example let's say you're playing Shock versus I don't know Dallas right and Fearless said that they really didn't want to go on Circuit Royale against Coluge because his Sigma is really good so what would happen if Dallas would pick Circuit Royale and ban Sigma when Sigma is not meta, but he's meta on that map? And what would happen if Shock would reply with a Winston ban so that you sub out Fearless for Hanben? Like you have like so many, so many like storylines, and then what happens because you have Sojourn versus Sojourn? Do you ban Sojourn? Like see what I mean? They so many make... like intricacies, yes. so much hype that I feel that would be amazing. Simply Honestly, be pleasant. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's, it's, hype, it's what you know? makes. Like, it's what makes Dota and League really fun to watch because uh, it's an entire mind game of its, own, uh, of its own before the game begins. Who you're going to ban and uh, what are they going to ban and how are you going to respond? Like, it's, it's really fun to watch. It's really fun to observe. And it's really fun to play around that, right? Because you cannot be a one-trick pony and do your own strategy because they're going to ruin it by banning the hero you're uh, playing around. So it adds a lot of complexity and it's really fun to watch. And it's going to solve the Overwatch League issue of the same comp over and over. Yeah, and exactly. I think Overwatch will exactly. always do that. Overwatch League will always do that. Like the teams, the evidence has shown us nine out of ten times if they will always boil it down to five heroes that are the best or six heroes when it was six. 
I don't I don't think Overwatch 2 will solve that. I don't think it will solve it. I think that it's 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 unrealistic to expect that the balance will be so good all the time that there'll be meta diversity versus just implementing a system that will always make sure there's meta diversity. IMO. Even then there will be a, a ban meta. In the ah. first map, teams gotta get banned. Sojourn, Winston, second map, they go open, you ban that, that, third map, same. Sojourn, Winston, or stuff like Possibly, that. Possibly, but... Let's go ahead, finish your point. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, no, 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 say go possibly, ahead. but not both teams don't necessarily have the same incentive to ban the same hero. Because if you're, let's say you're a shit team. Let's say you're like, okay, I don't want to sh- diss anyone. I don't know. Uh, Washington Justice. Of... You're, the, you're the Washington whoa, Justice. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's whoa, damn. SCB. Never going to get, up. never going to be sponsored streamer for Washington Justice. Rip, rip, I guess. Oh, um, no. So let's say you're the Washington Justice and you're fighting, I don't know, the Dallas Fuel or whatever. You're obviously worse at the meta heroes than they are. So you have no incentive to like you, you the you don't want to ban the second tier like so let's say the ban meta right you want to ban Sojourn Dallas doesn't want to ban Sojourn because they know you're not gonna fucking mirror them on it anyways right so they're gonna try and counter what they think you're good at what because you're gonna try and enable your best strategy they're gonna try and enable their best strategy and if you're two teams of disparate quality those are gonna be different things this is what happened this reminds me all the way back to Goats meta when the Houston Outlaws a famous example for some of you newcomers that might be here. Uh, when Ghost was being like hard run on every single map, the Houston Outlaws, their team was super, super mad, like their fan base was super mad at them because they were running Sombra and running it pretty well. Booger with a giant bottle. And people, and they were, their fans were like, please run multi DPS comps and run Sombra because you guys are so much better at that than Goats and you guys might actually win. And they were like, listen, listen, you guys are fucking clueless, first and foremost. Secondly, <laughs> um, it's not in our incentive to do this because like Goats works most of the time. So we got we just got to grind goats and there's no point practicing this other comp because we'll lose another maps. So in that kind of scenario, the Houston Outlaws now have power where they're like, look, we're not we're just not as good as goats as the other guys. So we're going to ban the things that enable goats the most. And then the other team would be like, let's ban Sombra to stop Houston Outlaws doing their Houston Outlaws thing. So there might be a ban meta for two teams that feel they're of equal level, but there wouldn't be for teams that are of disparate level like. And if the two teams are equal level, then they were going to mirror pick each other. You know, what's the, they were going to mirror but, pick each other anyways. But yes. There's one big downside to this. It does make the pro's job harder. Yes, yes, I, I understand. Phase. I, already, I wanted to say that, that if they're watching right now, they're like, now we oh, yeah. practice more comps, more fucking every, heroes. Every, oh my god, no. Every owl coach I've ever spoken to about this is like, please, fuck god, no, you're making my job 80,000 times harder because I, I can I, at least grind them on one comp, but now you got to make me grind them on 15 comps. I remember yeah, with but... the hero bands when they were random, uh, every week they had to pra- like forget everything and relearn everything. And every week it was a gamble whether or not you're going to pop off because there's no way you're going to learn a new comp in a week. Obviously, this yeah, isn't the same, same thing. Yeah, I agree. There go. go. Okay. No, no, there's, <laughs> Sorry, there's nothing else. Wouldn't that be hype? Okay. I think Wouldn't so. that be hype? I would it watch would. Watch it would much show more like... often. And I would like think, oh my god, like the, that team has like such a good strategy around like their their best players and stuff like that. Like I would watch it more often. I would highlight the best players a lot more, like yes. the most flexible, exactly. the best. Like it hi- the because best. now and the coaches, might, yeah. Because now you have highlights on the soldiering player or the Kiriko player or whatever, but that isn't necessarily the best player. The best players are really flexible and can play around a lot of things, right? So those players would really shine because they're really flexible and can play a lot of things and learn really fast as well. So that would be fun. I'm sorry, go go ahead. Also, Kibaji. go ahead, Kabaji, you got something to say? No, there's nothing, there's nothing. I was gonna say, also, it allows, it allows the, 
Because the reason you get hyped by Overwatch League is like there's certain heroes that are stars on a certain hero, right? Like you don't want to see, I don't want to see Kabaji have to force to flex on a Sojourn. I want to play, I want to see him play Tracer. So ironically, people often say, well, hero bans will stop him. No, hero bans means that when Sojourn is hard meta, he can ban Sojourn and actually run Tracer. And if they want to then counter Tracer because they're like, we're so afraid of Kabaji's Tracer. Well, they're losing out because ML7 is now going to get to run Ana and Bobo is going to get to run Monkey because they didn't ban either of those two on his team. So it's like somebody always wins, whereas when there's a hard meta, everyone's losing because they're all having to play the same five heroes. And yeah, okay, some guy like Proper is the best Sojourn or whatever, so he wins. But it's not it's not necessarily the thing that he was iconic for, if you get me. Why and they also like change of every map because like every map has obviously like other heroes that oh, are much yeah. stronger. Like change on Kingsley, for example, you're gonna you're not gonna play certain heroes that you would play on. I don't know. Can we all like agree on, on the fact that it would be way more enjoyable for the casual viewer that would tune in for a two-hour series in Overwatch League to watch that would be way more enjoyable than it is right now without bans? Also, coming back yes. to like pros have to do more, if the viewership goes up, if the sponsors go up for Overwatch League because like, you know, it's more entertaining to watch and everything, that means their salary is going to go up too. So like, you know, everything just goes up with itself. Purely. So, yeah look i don't want to i don't want to sit here and be like this would be better for the coaches so we should do it and it's like because obviously we're we're not it's not our job but as as a viewer as a fan of overwatch as a fan of the of one of someone who wants your watch league to succeed i feel like it would it would make me want to watch more because i get i my job is fucking overwatch and i get bored of watching the overwatch league because i'm like oh snap the same fucking five heroes again doing the same fucking five things oh shit i guess i really missed out in that last game with the same fucking five heroes doing the same fucking five things so it's like i'd rather see something interesting so i really hate watch league yes i love watching it i hate it it's so boring i don't like it i don't enjoy it so so overwatch league would be hype would contenders be hype as well or open division nobody to have hero bands Okay, fine. Then added there as well because they're grinding for yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Like, just gets the you know the, uh, the leftovers. The big question. What? The big question is, do we want to see the hero bands in ranked games? So tournament-wise, for viewers, you want to watch that, right? But mm -hmm. do you want them to have it in your games, in masters, in platinum, in bronze? Where do you draw the line with the SR? And do you draw the line with the SR? And how do you set up the system, right? I think it's way more necessary in Owl than anywhere else, firstly. Like, I think it, it really should be in Owl. Really, really. I, 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 even though I'm a big proponent of hero bans, I, if you said only in Owl and not in ranked, I'd be like, fine. That's fine. That's a compromise I'm fine with. I think, like everything else we've spoken about, there could be a ranked barrier to it. We had hero pools only for Master Up, remember? When they did cat bans, it was still Master and Up. So it wouldn't... For those people who are like bronze and like, please don't ban my Bash in one trick, like, it, it, it wouldn't... It doesn't matter there. So it wouldn't matter for the majority of players. We're just talking again. The competitive experience, I think eventually people would be like, well, if the pros get to do it, why don't I get to do it? Or am I not supposed to be yeah. replicating the competitive <laughs> experience of pro and you're not letting me have this core feature of their game? Then what's Imagine going to happen? Like, <gasps> Go ahead, Kabaji. Everybody's going to be like, yeah, like I'm stuck in silver because I can't ban Sojourn. You know what I mean? Like it's just going to be like, even if it's, not 100% necessarily true, but you need to give everybody the same kind of opportunity. Like, like, for example, just letting people in top of funnel ban and in Overwatch League, but everybody down below, like not, that that would not, in my opinion, be a good idea. I think it I... would like make more of a difference the higher you get up, like especially in Overwatch League, like it would make a huge difference, like the bans in itself, but like the lower you get. 
it's not needed in ranked. It would be interesting. I, I just think it would. I think people would eventually ask if we all kind of, I guess, roughly agree that it should be at least thought about in Overwatch League. I feel like at a point in time, people would be like, well, why can't I have hero bans in GM? Because I'm also sick of Sojourn and I also want to ban Sojourn. One of the things also that I wanted to mention is like, I think one of the reasons why probably some people don't like dislike like watching Overwatch League, what I've seen is, yeah, the same comps. But the reason is probably because their heroes don't get to get played. Like imagine you like a certain hero the most to play, right? And yeah, you see like the team play of like that team to another team and like it, it hypes you up. But then after all, you want to be like, where's the Torp, man? Where's the Sumetra picket? You know, or like, where, where's the Cassidy picket? But it's always the same heroes. Then you're like, I wish my hero would get played. Then I could like, you know, get hyped about it and like play like that, like player that is like absolutely rolling everybody on that hero. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, so we're, we're those bands would make that uh, much of a difference in that term. I mean, we could spitball this for for a. This is like a whole podcast in itself, like the whole hero band discussion and all that. I do want to be cognizant that we're about to, you know, we're running towards the time I said you guys would do. So I want to bring it back to to the topic, you know, ostensibly the role debate. Uh, so let's 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 just get some more things out of the way. I think a lot of questions. So I'm I'm going to look at some of the questions you guys have put in the group up question Discord channel. A lot of support-based questions, ML. Uh, firstly, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, firstly, uh, what can be done to improve the support queue times? And secondly, is the support queue times and the lack of support players a, a reason why the matchmaking is so scuffed? And all yes. of you guys can answer after ML. But yeah, go ahead. So, I would say that first things first, Blizzard actually needs to realize that uh, there are three goals in the game. Uh, DPS, tank, and support, not healer, support, as I was saying. Very important distinction because a lot of people think that they're healers, so they heal, so they lose games. When it's called support, so you don't actually only need to heal. So anyway, my rant is over with this. Um, but they need to make the role interesting to play. If you play a role that is very punishable, if you don't have proper cooldown management, perfect aim, perfect positioning, and even if you do, you might win, might not win, because you might get a kill with the nade, but then your teammates might die. You might get some headshots with Keiko and win the fight, but then your teammates might die. Then that goal is not going to be rewarding and fun to play, so you're going to have less support players overall, because you get the same results, right? You, you, you get the same, you, you get lower results, I mean, because you're way more punished than others, I guess. So the way, the thing that I want Blizzard to do, my two cents, is I think that they should lower cooldowns on supports so they increase, they decrease how punishable they are if you invest a bad cooldown and make the abilities a little bit weaker. That's what I would like to see. So for example, instead of Ana's nade, I don't know, anti-nade full HP on you, make it, I don't know, you get 50% less healing and stuff like that. So that if you want to go and get more value and if you miss, then you don't feel like you're at the point of no coming back. Because like with Tracer, I guess you dash in a bad spot. Okay, maybe I dodged one, two seconds. I have dash again. Ah, I'm out. As a support, if you invest a bad ability and you miss, you're done most of the times. So that's one thing that they could do. But primarily, Blizzard should literally, seriously, from the deepest parts of my heart, pay attention to the support goal. Because unfortunately, if not all, if only two goals are fun to play then the game's not going to thrive. You have to take into consideration everybody. Tanks got a lot of reworks. It's only one tank. DPSs have a lot of heroes to begin with, so they're super fun to play. But I feel like 
um, I feel like supports overall got the short end of the stick. So the more attention they bring to the goal, the better it's going to be with queue times, with experience and player experience and stuff. I have a personal question to you, Mr. Uh In terms of like oh, impact, person. in Overwatch 1, uh, you seem like that supports had more impact, right? That's what you like, what you would be saying that in Overwatch 1, they had like more impact. It would like, it was just more satisfying to play because like if you hit that one nade, if you hit that sleep, like you feel like it's actually making an impact, a difference in the team fight. In case you miss them, then there's another tank that can cover up for your mistake. Exactly. This is why so, it might feel more fun. So what happens is the the reason why it is isn't it because the fights are slower. It's not like immediately decided by a pick of someone or something happening. So the fights are slower. So you get to like have more like abilities towards the end, like towards the the you know end of the fight. Because one of the tanks dies, one of them can make up for it, and the fight still goes on. Now one of the tanks dies, boom, everybody's dead. Or like Sojourn gets a pick, boom, the fight is actually lost. So the fights are so fast that you don't get to do anything because you miss one ability, it's already over because the fight is so fast. Yeah, that's exactly what I was saying. It's the fact that the goal is too punishable. You miss, it's done. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's way hard, way easier to punish them, you know? Yeah, so you, so Kabaji, what you're saying is that the, the changing pace Overwatch 2 means that we should, you know, we're kind of changing the emphasis of how support works, right? Whereas in a slower game, their cooldowns are big when they, you know, the game moves slower. So everyone's cooldowns were being cycled yeah. slower, right? But now mm -hmm, that everyone's yeah. cooldowns and actions are being cycled faster. The support role needs mm -hmm. to also be able to cycle their cooldowns faster. Boger? What? Are you asking me about supports? <laughs> I'll ask you to fucking no participate idea. in the Ob podcast, Boger. Respond to what was fucking said. I, listen. Uh, I think support role is really hard to carry with because, for example, so, how are you? Kirku is really good because Kirku can TP and help uh, your team, right? But if you're playing Ana or whatever and your team is constantly playing aggressive, then you just abandon your Ana and she dies unless she saves her cooldowns. And just like ML7 said, if you use her cooldowns, you're dead. Like, I see Ana without sleep dart, she's dead. There's nothing for her to do. I genuinely think that there should be some changes for support, because support is just not fun to play. I don't like playing support. What are you even supposed to play with support? Before you could play more aggressive with Lucio and stuff, you can't do that anymore. You're just peeling all the time, because there's no other choice but to PO 24-7 on Lucio. Before you could do Reddit Lucio stuff and still get rank 1. You can't do that anymore. <laughs> you just have to go in. You just have to go in and peel for your team. That's it. And the game is so, so fast. Um, and you have to play proactive heroes. Otherwise, you're just going to lose in value. For example, this is why Mercy is really bad. She's just not proactive. Like, she's really mobile. And I remember ML7 said, yeah, if she becomes meta, it's going to be really yes, hard yes. to kill her. And people are going to hate her. But she's just not proactive, you know? Like, you can't do much unless your team is actually good at the game. And even if they are, if the enemy team is playing full dive, you just die every fight. It doesn't matter how mobile you are. They're just going to zap you around. You're dead. And that's one of the issues with support. And then you have Moria players who are just running around DPSing. I had a game today where the Moria player had 10k damage. The enemy team Moria. She had 10k damage, okay? She's built it. And the, the other two DPS combined had less damage than her, okay? But at the same time... Is it her fault for not healing the DPS? Or is it her DPS's fault for them being bots? You know? Like, it's hard to choose. What are you supposed to do in support? You either go in and exactly. pop off and you're, it's, it's, you don't have a choice. I have a choice. You for, don't know what to do. I, you don't know what to do. What are you supposed to do? If you go in, uh, you, you're going to die. Go, 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 you're going to go in with your cooldowns. You're going to die, right? 
and if you don't go in, you can't carry the game because your team are bots. So, hard, like, ML, your so suggestion. Let's all this. Go ahead. Uh, it's literally the fact that Blizzard, when they were making Overwatch 2, I feel like they completely disregarded the support role with this. And I know that I sound like a blunt hammock. That's a saying. I don't even know. I, like a broken record. Like a broken record, right? But realistically speaking, we didn't get a lot of number changes. We didn't, didn't get... get uh, you barely got, got any barely changes. Any changes. Nerves, we, we got nerfs, You only actually. got nerfs. Oh, you only got nerfs. Cool, a support passive. You know, like, it's... Support well, the support passive doesn't help in the middle of the fight. It only helps you in between it, fights. It doesn't really. help. It doesn't. It doesn't. They have to decide. They have to have a meeting, right? So Blizzard needs to go like, "Hello, I am Blizzard One. I am Blizzard Two. What do supports have to do? Do they have? Do they become healers? Do they become damage dealers? Do they only provide utility? Do they play Bear Grylls simulator and try to stay alive as much as possible? What should a support do? And let's adjust the cooldowns, adjust the heroes to that. This is why my suggestion would be, because I feel like support should be able to heal, should be able to damage, should be able to survive, which means mobility on everybody, lower cooldowns on everybody, maybe make cooldowns abilities less strong, so if you lower the cooldowns, because that's like a buff. So there are a lot of discussions here and there, but TLDR Blizzard needs to just stick out the goal and have a good discussion on I what I just think that done. support should be more proactive. Every, the other two roles are really proactive. And when you're a support player, you like you can be proactive, as ML7 said, but you're going to get punished for it. But the other two roles are not going to get punished for being proactive. And when you're a solo queue player, you need to be proactive to climb. You can't just be passive. That, that's my opinion. Like, they... In this game, that's really fast-paced and really like aggressive and stuff because it's it is it's fun like that. The support role is just being shafted aside, and they're like, "You stay there. You try not to die. And if you die, we lose the game because if you. But if we don't pop off, we still fun. lose the game. Yeah. And it's not fun. Players are not playing. Increased queue times. Lower player base and, and stuff like that. So. Well, yeah, increase queue time for the other roles as well, right? Because when I phrased this question, I said, do something about support queue times, and chat was like, what do you mean they're low? Yeah, that's the problem. That means no one's playing the role, right? <laughs> yes. That's the Stop problem. support so I don't have to wait 30 minutes in queue, okay? Thank you. Yeah, and that's this is obviously the queue time problem. Kabaji, on the other side of it, I see a lot of people complain, well, supports can already outduel a DPS. BAP already better soldier. Do you feel like it's yeah, a problem? Yeah, but like, they don't really have the time to do that. Yeah, like exactly. To Too many responsibilities. If, if Baptiste Kiriko shoots me, that means half the team is dying because they're not healing. I don't have to do that. Like, that, that's the whole point. I understand. I think, like, I would I would call it out if, like, one of the... Like, I, I get Kiriko right-click melee and I'm I'm instead of, like, as Tracer, for example. <laughs> but that, that, that doesn't make me as mad as, like, back in the day, Bridget, like, stunning you. And then, like, in that stun, you're dead. And she has 350 HP. Like, that was different, like, when Bridget just got released. I was, like, I had to go to the mountains, meditate up there, and try and figure out how, what to do against the Tracer. Because I knew, like, they're not going to get nerfed easily. But saying that, I think, um, yeah, I, I see, like, that a lot of supports in terms of, like, I don't, I don't ever, like, see a support and be like, oh, my God, that was, that was an insane play. Like, you see here and there occasionally a grenade, right? Like, occasionally grenade. But back in the day, I would be like, ML7, the fucking, oh my god, like that. And, and that would like completely turn the fight over, you know what I mean? And I want that also for support to be able to do that. Yet now you just hear, this is ending now, what, whatever soldier's saying. And then, I, like, well, what do you do as support when you're not on Anna and sleep? Or like, you just, you just tell your team to duck? Please, just, guys, duck, hide. Hide. Don't be. I, just had, I just had a small epiphany, which is that 
in a game that is now all about individual playmaking, support is still the only role that's like serve the team first, right? Like the whole emphasis mm-hmm. of tank from Overwatch One was, look, tank is boring because it's just about dying for your team all the time and in, like you know just absorbing endless amounts of damage for very little reward. And in Overwatch Two, they were like, well, tanks are now Giga Chads and like they just tank everything and they never die. And you can YOLO and kill three people yourself. And then their supports and DPS now with one less tank can do more themselves. Right? They go out, they can do whatever they want, they get kills. That's how they win the game. Supports now are like, by the way, we want you to just spend your life getting everyone else up. But also, you if you want to carry, you got to start doing the other things. But if you do that, everyone else will die and blame you. So it's like in a game not that to, we're like, go ahead. Not to mention also that you're punished for doing damage to tanks or healing your tank. Because you get less ultimate yep. charge. Yeah. So you don't even have that strength as a... Yeah, it's so it's like they're they're still asked they're still being moments. asked to serve their team, right? It's like and even if you think about like the playmaking Kabaji talked about, Anna's like I don't know if you agree, ML. I feel like she's one of the worst supports to play right now because it's like so like so punishing, right? It's like it's just I like you miss compared to like playing a Moira or playing even Kiriko. Like there's so much more Higo. team utility. Yeah, any here that you play in is left uncontested is broken. But in theory, with how hyper mobility is taking over the game, Ana and Zenyatta are having a rough time. I think that every hero play, so that, that's like sitting there AFK and doesn't have mobility is just screwed over. Like, what are you gonna do? Like, they're just gonna dive you, and even if you sleep somebody, the other four people are gonna kill you, and that's it. The end of the game. Unless your team plays around you, it's not gonna work. And even if they play around you, you're still probably gonna lose the game. I've actually had a game today with Ana that I, I felt like I could have done things. You know, I, I felt like I could have won. It was the last minute. And the pillow was stopped in a certain way in which I had to have very specific LOS. And I saw that my soldier was spamming, I need healing, I need healing, I need healing, I need healing on a smurf and pushing in the spawn trying to get some charge up. So I drop from high ground, I try and pocket, I back out, and then Cloudy just spins and shatters me. Because I drop from my good position, I don't have mobility to climb back up, and then the game is lost. Yep. So it's unimobility. So, uh, quick, quick. So we're going to do a quick fire question now to get through. So mobility creep. You think it's a real thing, ML? Yes. Uh, what what can be done? Uh, give mobility to other supports because you're not going to remove mobility from support. Yeah, For example, I, so, if Anna nades herself, move faster. That's an example. Sure. Okay. I think you should definitely... You move faster. You should definitely not remove mobility, just give more mobility options to other supports. Because I like the mobility, it just feels bad when you're playing a hero that doesn't have mobility. Mm -hmm. I personally think that supports benefit more from mobility that allows them to get to high ground than any other type of mobility. First off, become invulnerable like Moira Fade or Kiriko TP. Secondly, get to high ground somehow. Thirdly, Cassidy combat goal, which sucks, but... (laughs) Doesn't it can take a Reinhardt charge? What's that? What? What? Uh, doesn't the new tank slow people in a sphere or something like that? Ramatra, yeah, slows? yeah. Well, they've. I think oh, he yeah. has. This, he. They've shown that there's some sort of sphere, and there's like, yeah, it's some restrictive ability. I'm not sure exactly what. But yeah, so that'll fuck. You, what you're saying is that'll fuck over supports even more. Is that what you're alluding to? Because I'm like thinking, like, because like either you give everybody like the same amount of kind of speed, right? Because you can't really like play Zenyatta, and then you have a Moira who's flanking, and then you're alone as Zenyatta, and everybody just dives you. You're insta dead. Like you can have good movement, good positioning. They're gonna look out for you, and you're just dead, or you have no impact. So like I see that from a lot of Zenyattas, and to be able to make Zenyatta work now, it's extremely hard. Um. So like with that, that means that they want to go towards like more of a slower pace game because they bring out the tank that like slows. Like people in a swear. Mm. 
We will okay, see. Question. We don't know. Like, we don't know. We will see. I'm sorry. We will see. No, no, no good point. Uh, question for Kabaji. Should DPS one-shots be a thing? Should DPS what? One-shots. One-shot, like Sojourn, Widow, Hanzo. I think it has to have a good amount of, like, risk-reward, just like Widow. But, like, you have to take an aggressive position in a way that, like, you could be punished for it. And Sojourn, at the moment, she can fly from from a different fucking like point into you and boom or like from like long range boom and i feel like that most surgeons also play that way because in high the higher you get in sr one pick is already like huge and that usually like makes your entire team roll over so yeah. i think like it should be more of a like risk reward should be like closer to each other rather than one like it has much more risk like widow needs to stand still scope in wait for the scope to activate and then shoot and it, while she's doing that, no damage at all while Sojourn is like, and then she jumps, whoop, dead. 100%. I think it breaks their own rules, because like you said, Widow has to do this. Even Hanzo slows his movement when he's drawing his bow, yeah, right? Yeah, but scoped, yeah. So, and where Sojourn, it's also a hip fire, so you don't even have to scope. Forget about moving slower. You, oh, yeah. you just, AD, AD, so. Anyways, uh, and guys, if you have any questions about Burger, because we've got mostly support questions here. Everyone's very curious about the support role, but if you've got questions for the other guys as well, uh ml what if would you do can. with mercy she cannot do anything without her team uh she's very team reliant so you're gonna take away the giga mobility she's already got mm, uh, that that's bait that's bait <laughs> <laughs> that, that i'm writing a tweet longer than ml7 ml7 i i personally like how mercy is uh how her kit is i personally like how her kit is and i do agree though with bogart about the fact that she needs to have more aggressive opportunities so i have no idea how you do that the old, so you shouldn't change the guess you shouldn't change the ga you shouldn't change the mobility maybe tweak it a bit you shouldn't change valkyrie you shouldn't change the healing or damage boost but maybe give her a machine gun when she damage boosts somebody so she can shoot the enemies that would be nice <laughs> i'm trolling of course but an opportunity to inflict damage on the enemies other than with Swap from the staff and then pull the pistol and stuff, even if the hitbox is a little bit ridiculous, would be nice so you can be more proactive. Because realistically speaking, for all the Mercy players out there, tell me it doesn't feel absolutely amazing when you pop the Valkyrie, you pull out the pistol and you get one or two kills in the back and then come back. I don't understand why you have to wait for an ultimate to be able to do that. Maybe before you get the ultimate, have an aggressive idea. Have an aggressive uh, idea. An aggressive way of doing damage rather than just putting the pistol when you should be healing or damage boosting and pew 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 pew. I don't know what though. I'm, I'm really confused. I've always been confused about this. Well, this is why game deving is hard. I do want to say that I agree with ML that like, if Mercy becomes meta, I'm I calling in now. This is going to be so much baby rage about her movement because it is crazy. It is, it is. crazy. But it is super it fun. Is it, it is super, super fun, fun but, but not for crazy. the guy who's trying to shoot at her. If you like diving with Winston or like anything, she just goes one direction and goes the other direction. It's like it's impossible to primal juggle her anymore. Because like the more crazy it gets, the, the more it's like, like an it's aim trainer. Crazier. Yeah, the, <laughs> <more crazy laughs> like... the true grinder. He's like, can yeah, I adapt? It's super what if Mercy would be able to? What if Mercy would be able to instead of like damage boosting allies, they she could use the damage boost on the enemies like Wint and Zap. So Borger could play support as well and zap people. You know, so like you don't pull out the staff, you just if they dive you and stuff in your alone, just zap them or pull out the pistol. That's an idea, mm -hmm. for example. Good idea. And I was gonna quickly say, guys, again, please don't ping the creators or anything like that. Uh just ask your questions. Can't get all of them. Uh, I'll try one more for now. 
uh, with tank being potentially more disproportionately impactful, is there something to be said about the matchmaking of the tanks being more important than ever? Like making sure the two tanks on the both teams are equal, equal skill, booger. Because like let's say I you have a tank that's one higher, like that's slightly higher rank. That's not the same as potentially the other players when you're balancing them. You, you get what I'm saying? I think that it's very important, but. I think what's more important is what tank you play in the sense that even if you play against, you know, Clouding and Cloudy is doing his flanking thing, you could be a low GM or a Mastix player. If you just play, I don't know, Hog or something that Cloudy can't do anything against or even Diva and just fly around, you know, just be annoying, what is he going to do? He won't be able to do much. It's going to be annoying as fuck. And I do think that if you do get a game where you're, for example, at Zarya meta right now, and you get, like, some random player against the rank 1 Zarya, you're just going to lose the game. But at the end of the day, that's going to happen with most roles anyways. That happens with soldiering at the moment anyways. You know, like, if the enemy team has the really good soldier and you don't have a good soldier, and you're just going to lose the game anyways, right? Um, I It's important to understand that this applies to every role except support and depending on what heroes people play because even if somebody in the team is playing uh uh is higher SR, if they're playing doomfist you still have a good chance of winning the game you know what i mean i think like depends depends like depends i i think just the matchmaking is if if you get a bad tank you're just gonna lose anyways what can you do mm -hmm. okay uh let's head over now because i know i'm taking a lot of you guys time Concluding thoughts. Uh, each of you, please tell me what you want for your role come season two. So I'll give ML a lot of time to think about this because I think he's got probably a, an essay ready to go. So, oh, you want to go? I have one word, actually. One word? Yeah, I have one word. Attention. Attention. Give supports love. Okay, okay, I see. I see what ML's going to say. Olaf agrees as well. Kabaji, what do you want from your role come season two? I think the DPS role is actually very impactful when you play the right heroes. I, I don't really, so I don't really see like, like I personally don't play much uh, Sojourn. I like sometimes enjoy like Sombra and stuff like that, but I think it's very impactful. I don't see much to change. Mm -hmm. Like obviously Maybe. I love playing Tracy and Tracy at the moment like is just not as much value as like a hero like Sombra or, or like Sojourn because in the time that you're like doing your thing, they are doing their thing much better and faster and you need to like exactly like ml7 said on support you need to like do everything like every little decision right or else it's just like just punished so easily and as tracer you also get so easily punished and other heroes are just like as impactful and less punishing so mm. like from that state point i think it would be just too biased i would say the dps is, is okay and at the moment certain things are getting nerfed i think sojourn should really have a movement speed nerf but like in that time you can actually shoot her so she can get punished for whatever mistakes she's doing. Mm, that's an interesting suggestion. I haven't heard that one. But yeah, what you're saying is when she's 100 charged, she kind of slow, moves slower. So she can't AD like mad. In that moment. So she can't just like hold it for too long and just run around and like be like, ah, I'm still shooting. My charge is still 100. And especially like she can shoot shields and still keep her charge 100. That is, like I said. It's, I it's like that. I like that a lot. Against... I like that suggestion because people have said about like the remove the headshot uh potential for the railgun but then that you know reduces the skill of the of the one shot right so i like that suggestion it's a good one 
Uh, Bogart. Um, can I go again yeah. after Bogart? SPB? Yes. Sure. After Bogart. Sure. Okay. Sure, sure, sure. I Bogart. think, I just want to add for the DPS thing, I think after they nerf Sojourn and Sombra and whatever else they're going to nerf, I think DPS Indeed. is going to be a lot worse. You know what I mean? I feel like right now DPS feels impactful because of these OP heroes. But once you remove these OP heroes, you nerf them, I feel like tanks are just going to dominate 99% of the games. You know what I mean? I think that's the only thing that gives the ps an advantage is how op soldiering is i mean not the only thing but you know what i mean and once you nerf that what are you supposed to do i i honestly think that almost every dps hero right now is absolutely horrible when when i'm on tank when i play against them like what is a widow gonna do they're gonna die like what are, what are they all gonna do the only thing that's scary is a reaper and a soldier and a sombra and that's it once they nerf that i feel like it's gonna be really hard and dps players are gonna complain a lot anyways well, uh, no, but that's a very good point. So, what do you what, what do you yeah. say? What is your suggestion then? You feel like I think they should buff, buff more some DPS? DPS heroes. I think the DPS heroes are just, like a Cassidy. It feels so bad. Uh, like I haven't played Cassidy, but when I play against him, he doesn't feel scary at all. You know, he's like, "You're dead. I jump you. You're you're dead." Widowmaker, same thing. I jump her. She's dead. Like Hanzo, they all feel useless. But you know? whom are you comparing it to? Though you're comparing it to Sojourn in itself, because when you jump yeah, Sojourn, but... you're dead. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, like, I like, know. Wow, okay. I don't. I don't want you know? there to be a moment where after you nerf Sojourn, DPS role feels uh, like the support role. You know what I mean? Like, because I have a slight feeling this will happen, because Sojourn and Sombra and Reaper uh, kind of balance things out, so you can actually do stuff most of the time. But now that you nerf these things, I fear that what what if what if the DPS role becomes like the support role and just the tank role is just the king of everything? I don't know. I'm just well, this is so giving this as an idea. Uh, you wouldn't complain though. Yeah, I wouldn't complain, but I don't want <laughs> I don't want the other people to like sit there and just get rolled every game. Anyways, you know it's not fun for me either. You know, yeah, like. It's, it's always fun when everyone has fun. It's always fun to watch play of the game from uh, support players and watch them pop off. And from DPS players, I miss like crazy Tracer plays. I miss crazy Cassidy plays. It does, doesn't happen anymore. Every single compilation is soldiering, soldiering, soldiering. Uh, and I want this to happen, but I feel like they won't get the opportunity. Anyways, let's talk about tank roll. I, I'm sorry that I went into this, but I just felt like I had to no, talk about it. No, I think it's it. beautiful. No one can accuse of bias because the DPS players arguing that DPS are fine and tank players, I don't want to buff them, man, buff them. So I, you know, yeah, one I, can I honestly you think they should get some buffs. I'll be honest. I, I DPS feels really bad. Mm -hmm. uh, for tank, I, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Uh, for tank, I think a lot of the tanks are really good. Uh, but, for example, Doomfist and Risa have really bad odds. I just want these suits to be changed. I Like, they're horrible. I don't think the characters themselves are that horrible, if you can play them. Or Risa especially, it doesn't take much skill to play that. But the ultimates just make them really bad. Because if you're playing the game, and you're playing it correctly, you win the fight, and then you maintain space and momentum by using your ults. But Orisa and Doomfistle do not allow that to happen. That does not happen. You never get any value from these suits whatsoever. And I think they should change them for sure. I also think that I, you know, I'm excited about the Zarya and the D.Va changes. Maybe something should be done about the rock, paper, scissors thing. I don't know if it's the right thing or not. It's annoying. I don't like playing it like that. Maybe it's an issue only in high ranked. It's not fun for me to just constantly swap because you, you can't even do anything. I mean, you can do something, but you're not even playing the game. You just swap, 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 swap. 
Yeah. No, it happens I, all the fucking I think, time. It happens every. No, but I think, I think tank is good. Videos. I think tank is fun. Tank is great. I like tank. Just some small changes. Mm, maybe they could remove the thirty percent passive or for tanks only. Keep it for supports and DPSs. So maybe you don't maybe swaps that much. Yeah, that would be good. Honestly, maybe it's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. ML. So I said earlier. Obviously, with only one word that supports it going in what in season two, you said in the future, yes, or? yes, yes, season two, coming okay. season two. Attention, what I mean with attention is that I feel at this moment, with uh, how fast queues are for supports because not a lot of people are playing support, um, I think that they should take risks if they want to take risks, they should take them now. This includes reworks, this includes insane buffs, this includes insane nerfs. They should take risks and see what a support should do. How, what a, how can we make the support role fun? Because right now you're at risk of people trying out the game. They're going to stick with playing DPS and tank, grind for a year or two because support is not fun for them. And then we're going to still have insane queue times. And I feel like you need to make the role fun. And... The only way you can make the goal fun is by taking risks. Giving Anna a grapple hook. <laughs> Giving Mercy a machine gun. Things like these, like just spitballing ideas. Things that you do on an experimental patch. Maybe bring back experimental patches, you know, so we can see if it's oh. a good idea or not, you know? That would they be nice. bring back the creator ones. Those were funny. True. True. Yeah, and they were bring... Funny. We gotta make the goal fun. I'm sorry to say it because it affects DPSs as well. It affects tanks as well. It affects everybody. It affects casual players, it affects pro players, it affects content creator. You have to make the role fun. And if you're not going to make the role fun right now, then what's going to happen in a year or two when already people have stopped playing because support hasn't been fun, historically speaking, when they first started playing the game or after they come back. So Blizzard, please take risks and pay attention to the role because it might be one of the reasons why the game one of the ways actually why i feel like the game might be able to perform better and make a better experience for everybody yeah thank you for the I clap guess... kabaji <laughs> it's a good it's a good I heard, point i heard the clap <laughs> he was i just want now. every role to be fun you know like tank is fun yes i want support to be fun i want dps to be fun i don't want only two heroes in the dps category to be fun i don't want only one hero in support to be every, like not every single one has to be fun but have a wide array of heroes to choose from that are playable and fun well, the Dream Rewards 2 was go pick whatever you want and have fun, right? And I, I think I don't think we're that far from it. I think the truth is that they've done an amazing job. I don't think we're that far. I do think, though, like you said, ML, it's a good point that we've got a lot of new players right now. The last thing you want is for them to look at the support role and be like, that role is dog. Like, I don't I don't want to play that role. I don't want to touch it. And then, you know, they, they commit themselves to another role. Where maybe they would have made great support players, but they just got put off by it the way people got put off with tank and just stopped playing or maybe a reputation get developed right where it's like with overwatch one by the end of it tank was just like don't bother with that role it's just a shit role so we don't want that reputation for support and gavin did say before he left i it might still be here but he said earlier when he was communicating they're looking at supports the most right now he's like you know we're heavily looking at supports right now so hopefully that is encouraging signs for the future but for the present Thank you very much, guys. It has been a pleasure to talk to all of you. I hope you have a great time, and I am very, very thankful for your for your company here, uh, for you indulging my questions and all that. So shout out to all three of these guys. As you guys know, exclamation mark before each of their names will bring up all their socials. If you're listening to this to YouTube on the new Group Up channel, then please make sure you go show these guys some love. Prime subs to all of them. Well, okay. Prime sub in a regular tier one sub to all of them because there's only one prime sub to go around. Choose your favorite. Uh... Right, so we're going to see ML SVB. again on... Oh, Twitch no, TV, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Bogers duo. Bogers duo. Shout out to Cloudy. Shout out. Shout out. To Craggy, he said. I thought you said Craggy. <laughs> to Cloudy. He said Craggy. I said no, Cloudy. Craggy. Oh, you, you Cloudy. Okay. I, okay, said, so I said Cloudy. So, you know, it keeps their... up like... Yeah, everyone's giving it to their ML... better halves. ML can't do a shout out to anyone else because he's the highest rated. <laughs> Fair. First, first, first player problems. Rank one problems. But yeah, we'll see ML on Sunday for the rank gauntlet, which Boger is already currently sitting on the high Andy. score of. So Coming up to get Boger. Winton. He thinks I'm playing go. support. <laughs> I'll play Winton. Maybe. Maybe. That would be interesting. CML on tank. We got to get Kabaji on the gauntlet at some point as well. So it should be a lot of fun, guys. We'll be back in the stream in a quick intermission. But again, thank you so much to these guys. I uh, hope you guys had a fantastic rest of your day. Thank you for joining me, guys. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. See ya.